Yeah. <laughs> I doing a Jay Prince today. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> a lot to say about did, Jay Prince today, man. So Did you watch that interview? <laughs> I saw I lo- I watched the whole the, thing the, today. The, I listened to it at least. Yeah, me too. The beginning of it. <laughs> He was yeah, just like, he, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah. And then Gilly was like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. First <laughs> off, I want to give a, my condolences to the takeoff family. Like, he, <laughs> like he made it super serious yeah. off the bat, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Prince couldn't Jay even Prince get his... was, Yeah, Jay Prince was like, oh, yeah. He was about to get this shit off. <laughs> yeah, that shit was wild, man. I'm kind of glad we had him on to get an all year from him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we need uh, that's a uh, uh, a bucket list thing for our podcast, man. We got the J Prince. Oh yeah, we got the J Prince drops. Yeah, now we just need Paul. We got Arian Foster, which was a bucket list thing oh, for us yeah. for a long time too. Yeah, so now we just need Paul Wall and Chameleonaire, which uh, Matt had to say he could maybe get. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Look, this is the Jim the Juice podcast. Y'all know who we are. Figgy Fig, Ryan Rocket, back at it. A lot to break down, a lot to talk about. A lot happened this week, man. Okay, between the Grammys, between uh, certain podcasts, between certain uh, depositions, between certain top 100 rapper lists, a lot to react to. So we're going to get right into it. Figgy, first off, man, how you been? You've been good this week. You straight? I'm good, man. I'm ready to roll, man. I'm yeah, ready to go. yeah. New releases, nothing really came out, so fuck it. We'll relax. We'll react when something good comes out, man. Uh, but let's just jump right into it, man. Let's jump into the Grammys. Figgy, did you watch the? Uh, I don't know which annual Grammys these were. Was it the fiftieth, sixty, sixty, or something like that? It was a sixty-fifth. Damn, sixty-fifth annual Shit Grammy been around awards. For Sixty-five years, man. That's crazy. Yes. Yes, and black people were allowed to go to them for about 20. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, the, the Grammy Awards uh, happened this past week. Um, a lot of, a lot of, I didn't, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I did see there was a hip hop tribute. I did see the Jay-Z God did verse. Um, very well done. Um, Beyonce was late. She didn't even accept her first award. Um, Figgy, did you watch the actual award ceremony? And what did you think about it? I watched half of it. To be honest, I f- completely forgot about it. And I said, oh, yeah, the Grammy's on. So um, yeah. I missed the first half of it. But uh, I did see the hip-hop um, the uh, performance, too. And um, I look, man, I pretty, I pretty much enjoyed um, probably 90% of it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I thought it was good how they was going started from the beginning and then they went on from the 80s to the 90s yeah. and all that stuff. It was all good, man. And you know that Illuminati had to do what they do best, man. They had to push little baby to to us. Of course. <laughs> like like nothing can go without a little baby performance, man. And I was just like, oh man, they I felt like they left so much on the bone, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dog, like they totally missed the whole. I mean, I wouldn't say they missed the whole two thousands because I think Nelly was up there, right? I think Nelly was I think Nelly had a little piece. But um man, I'm like, oh, I I would have took a soldier boy. <laughs> 
I would have took a little Bow Wow performance. <laughs> uh, like they went from the locks to little baby. <laughs> like damn, that's the yeah. biggest gap you can. Man, that that was a big ass gap. So um, and then went from that to I think they had a little Uzi Vert. They had a um, the uh, Glorilla who I like. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, man, that wasn't the time for you. <laughs> like, you just came out a couple months ago. But, um, man, uh, the Grammys was okay, man. I, um, I guess some of the uh, the head scratching moments to me. Um, the uh, I still don't understand the record of the year and the song of the year, man. I I, I don't get it how they pump it up, and I don't. Know, I guess. I guess the difference is, you know, the writers getting the credit for it. I'm I'm not sure, but um I think it was song of the year. Uh I can't remember which one it was, but um the one where um uh, what's her name? Bonnie Bonnie Rate. Yeah. The one when Bonnie Rate won, I was really surprised, man, because it was some heavy hitters in that mm-hmm. um in that category. You had Adele, you had Beyonce, you had Lizzo, you had um all, you, I think you had some more in that category. And um, for some reason, I just assumed it was going to Beyonce or Adele. And uh, Bonnie Raitt got it. And I have to be honest, man, I had no I had no idea who Bonnie Raitt was. I was like, who is, who is this? And she, man, a lot of people was bashing her. I'm just like, wait a minute, hold on. Like, I know I don't, you know, I haven't heard a lot of music from mm-hmm. different genres. So I'm like, you know what? Let me look this person up. Let me see who she is. She was only what won the Grammy like 14 times. Yeah. She, she was in the hall. She's in the hall of rock and roll hall of fame. She, um, so I was just like, damn. Okay. And I actually checked her music out. And music- she was big in the nineties. She was big in the nineties. She was a, a big, she like, she was a country star, but she was so big. She kind of crossed over. Yeah, she had some songs like "I Can't Make You Love Me" that I even heard, you know, and yeah. I was in an old country station. So yeah, she was a huge artist in the nineties, but yeah. yeah, I didn't know until I saw the nominees list that she was still making music. Yeah, I um, so the album I listened to from her was her first album, and it was it was more blues. It wasn't even mm-hmm. like country. It was uh, it was more blues. Like it, it felt like a little classic rock type of blues. So I was just like, all right, you know, you ain't gonna get no slander from me, but um, but a lot of people was up in arms over that, and then obviously a lot of people was up in arms over the um, album of the year, which I man, we talked about this last week how people, whenever their favorite artists don't win, then it's see we got to make our own awards, see mm-hmm. we got boycott, mm-hmm. but if she would have won, we wouldn't have had this conversation. So um. I, w- I wasn't really surprised, man. I was a little bit surprised who won it. I-, I was surprised Harry Styles won it, where I'm like, damn, was this album that damn good? So <laughs> I might have to check that album out to see if it, you know, <laughs> was it pretty, you know, it was it worthy of album of the year. But, um, yeah, man, it- look, man, people with the same old arguments and um, they don't like Beyonce, why she keep coming back and all this other stuff. Look, I think and people... by the way, Beyonce at this ceremony became the 
most winning Grammy Award artists of all time. She had yes. 32 Grammys, more than anybody ever. Yes, and that just got overshadowed. But she, she didn't, didn't get win. album of the year, and people were upset about that. Yeah, people was happy about the um, the Grammys for like probably five or ten minutes, man. Mm-hmm. And when she went that album of the year, that just went to waste. So uh, I thought that was kind of hilarious. But um, outside of that, man, um, I thought it was okay. It wasn't nothing special. I wasn't like, yeah, they got it right or anything like that. Um, yeah, the Grammys was the Grammys. I, I'm not too, I'm not the Grammy person like I used to be. Now it's just kind of there. And it's something to watch when it be, and especially because it was no football or anything on. Yeah. So, um, it was okay, man. It was okay. Yeah, it actually had a pretty good viewership, too. I think it was the highest rated Grammys in like three years. I think it helped a lot that there was a live audience and it was like, it felt like a real thing. I know for the past few years, they have been doing like the, the fucking COVID shit and small, like, I, I don't know how those shit was working, yeah. but um, yeah, it, it was pretty highly rated. I know Trevor, Trevor Noah hosted, I believe. So yeah, it seemed like a lot of people were watching it, but I think they were just watching to see Beyonce win album of the year, I guess. <laughs> and when it didn't happen, they were very upset. Um, I'm a little surprised seeing that Jay-Z uh, came. But then again, like the Grammys are the one award y'all people can't buy. Yeah. Yes, it's political. Yes, people bring their own biases into it. But look, man, an indie album that sold like 20,000 has or like a million has just as much of a chance to win album of the year as a pop album that sold like 40 million or some shit, man. Like you can't buy, it's not about popularity. You can't buy um, the album of the year award, man. You just can't. Yeah. So, and I and think people have gotten upset about that. People have boycotted because of that. And I get it, but it is but, what it is. So, so like my thing is too, man, because we never really look on the other side. Do I agree? I've seen a bunch of articles people posting about the lack of diversity in the you know, Grammys and the um, voting and all that stuff, the lack of black folks in there, which I agree with. But sometimes I we, we really don't try to look from the other point of view. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's somebody that don't really listen to hip hop or somebody that don't uh, really listen to dance music or anything like that. It's like it's like, damn, like the way we treat, let's say somebody like uh, um, Bonnie Raitt, the way we treated her because we didn't know who she was, that's no different than somebody else doing the same thing to a Beyonce because, you know, they're not really a Beyonce fan, so they're not really going to pay that album any attention. So, um, you know, we criticized somebody like a Harry Styles saying, why did he get it? It should have been Beyonce. When truth be told, we probably never even listened to Harry Styles. Yeah. To even know if that album was really good. And speaking of which, that reminds me of the fucking Chris Brown and Robert Glasper controversy. Yes, yes. I almost forgot about that until <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, so, make sure you yeah. mention that. Put a pin in that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it was the same, it was the same issue I had when uh Adele won over Beyonce that one year. And Adele, look. My household is an Adele household, unfortunately. 
Yeah. So I heard this. I, I probably know this album from the back, like the back of my hand. And to me, that I had no issue with that. I, I don't think it was a snub at all. But that album, if you look at if you look and see what that album did numbers wise and the impact that album had, I think it was worth being album of the year because I think she dropped that album in November, and that was the highest selling album of that year. <laughs> and so you know, us you know being uh, black folks that know about Beyonce, yeah, we was probably like yeah, Beyonce should have won that. I mean, that was her best work, but. We only looking at it from our point of view. And I, I I think we don't really look at, you know, the country artists that had their album in the in the category. We don't look at the um you know, Adele who got her album in that category too, from their point of view. So um do I think the Beyonce was probably snub? Yes. I think she was snub. Um what was the other uh what was the other group that won or the other person that won in one year? Uh, I forgot who that was. Was it Beck? Beck. It was Beck, yeah. Yeah. To me, I thought that was a bit of a stretch right there. I thought she probably should have won for that one. But, um, yeah, I think yeah, I think sometimes we get a little too, um, I guess we get a little too biased when it comes to that type of stuff. And, um, do, like I said, yeah, I think it should be more black folks on the, on the um you know on the panel but i don't know if beyonce had the best album of the year out of all the albums that came out mm-hmm. <laughs> like i can't say i thought it was a good album but i don't know if it if it should have been the best album i don't I, I i'm just not too sure about that i mean this is the problem with fucking stan culture man um i feel like this started with like rap music but basically how sales mean everything. And if your album sold a lot, that means it was the better album. And for rap, you could argue that because, look, rap is just an art form that is kind of, if you're hot, then you're probably making the best rap music. But that's not true for all music, period, man. There's music in genres that people don't even listen to like that, like in a large amount. But that's very experimental. That's very you know, outside the box from a pop album, man. Yeah. And look, to be to be honest, man, pop albums are viewed like as a lower class type of music, man, by mu- people who really fuck with music yeah. and people who play music, perform music. Pop music is seen like fucking reality TV, basically, man. It's basically just something for people to nod their head and dance to. Which was this Beyonce album, man? Let's be real. It was a fucking dance pop album. Like it was considered it, a dance album. Yes, and it did win us. We'll, we'll go over the categories and the wins and go over our predictions in a minute. But look, an album like that, it, it was going to take a lot for it to win album of the year, man. Especially over people who made more meaningful music. And like, I didn't hear the Bonnie Raitt album. I, but I'm not. When I saw she won, I wasn't surprised. Yeah. So she won for a uh, song of the year, song or record of the year. And I think uh, I, I, I think "Break My Soul" was in that category. Yeah. So. And it's like, man. And then Harry Styles. I didn't hear Harry Styles either. But I mean, look, he he's a very 
I guess, talented artist who is more experimental as well. So look, man, it was a tall order for Beyonce to win album of the year in some of these categories. She did win. Part of me wonders if this is the reason why she made an electronic slash dance album so she can scoop those awards up easily. Um, Because in the pop and R&B and album of the year and song of the year categories, those categories were kind of stacked this year, man. So, I mean, she did get the record this year officially. She got several wins. So with that being said, let's go down the winner's list and go down our predictions. Now, we weren't confident when we saw, uh, when we looked through this. So let's see if uh, we surprised ourselves or if we're actually, we're trash at predicting this year. Now, okay. Record of the year. Figgy, you said The Heart Part 5 by Kendrick. I said Easy On Me by Adele. The record of the year was Lizzo, About Damn Time. I was shocked at that. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I thought Lizzo's run had been over, honestly, man. Like, I didn't think she was going to clean up at the Grammys this year or win a major award, but yeah, It's she a little did. like she just getting started. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess she, she here for the long run, man. Album of the year. You had Bad Bunny. I had ABBA just because I thought I hadn't heard them in a long time. I figured like they were going to be the indie popular popular band comes back and does an album, get, wins album of the year type thing. Yeah. But album of the year went to Harry Styles, as we already said, for Harry's house. Sidebar, I thought it was kind of fucked up that they asked him about Beyonce on the carpet after his win. Some reporter was like, now we all thought Beyonce was going to win album of the year. Did you think Beyonce was going to win too? <laughs> it's like, hey, how are you supposed to answer that, man? Yeah. Yes, I thought I would lose. I, I don't think my music's good. Come on, man. So I, I don't like how people look. Look, fans going to be fans. But yeah. I didn't like a reporter asking some goofy shit like that after the man wins. Probably the biggest night of his career. Yeah. You don't ask him, are you surprised you won? Did you think yeah. Beyonce would win instead of you? P- yeah, people was treating... <laughs> I th- people starting to treat this like it was the hip hop category with Kendrick and Macklemore. Yeah. To me, I I felt like that was a conversation where it's like, wait yes. a minute, like that don't even make sense. That was a that's something we should be talking about for years to come. But this one, I wasn't like mad about it because uh, look, it's some heavy hitters in here, man. I knew she, I knew Mary J. Blige wasn't gonna get it. Um. But I mean, you had Kendrick Lamar. I felt like that was, you know, that was a um, pretty good hip hop album. But I ain't think that I was going to win it. But it, it's so many different options in this one. I just didn't see Beyonce as the clear runaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next one was uh, Song of the Year. Figgy, you had Easy on Me by Adele. I have Break My Soul Beyonce. I thought she was going to take this one. In the back of my head, I did kind of want to say Bonnie Raitt just because I felt like <laughs> that would be the Abba-type pick, you know? Yeah. Where somebody big or, or popular who hadn't done anything in a while came back. And, of course, it was Bonnie Raitt to win Song of the Year. She, um, it's funny. Did you see how shocked she looked? Yeah. I think she was legit shot. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, was that the one that The Rock presented? Uh, or was it a different award? I think it might have been a different yeah, award. Yeah, because he, he kept posting some award he gave Adele at the Grammys. He's posted it like 10 times since the shit happened, man. I'm like, enough. <laughs> Corny ass nigga, man. <laughs> Um, I'm sick of this dude. She, dog. Hey, she didn't help, man. Talk about she <sighs> wanted to meet the Rock. She never met met the Rock before. Oh, she's the one who said she that. She the one initiated the shit. Oh, okay. So they, he... I don't know if you seen the whole little joke thing they had mm-hmm. where she was, he ended up coming up to the table and she she was just like, oh, I always wanted to meet the Rock and blah blah blah. blah. And Rich Paul was sitting right there. It looked like he wasn't in on the joke at all. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't yeah, want Yeah, I know. I, I ain't want my, surprised, I, I man. Want Percy. My, I want my woman going crazy over some dude, especially The Rock. <laughs> First, he's shooting this shot at Megan Thee Stallion. Now he's shooting this shot at Adele. Like, nigga, get your own get your own woman, dog. What's wrong with you, man? The Rock <laughs> trying to seduce everybody's woman away. 50-year-old roid head, man. Go sit down, dog. <laughs> Um, best new artist. Fig. I don't think any of us heard of any of these artists, so we just took a guess. Like I looked at some pictures and said I made my guess. Yeah. Um, Figgy, you said Omar, Omar, Opala, Apollo. I said Samara Joy, and I actually got, got that it right. right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who Samara Joy was. I think I just looked at a picture. And said, yeah, this person probably going to win, man. Yeah. So, yeah, Samara Joy <laughs> won Best New Artist. And I'm not even going to get act like I had some fucking, like I knew who she hey, was and I hey, knew she was the play, Best New Artist. Hey, nigga, you need to play the lottery. <laughs> man, man, you got that shit, one. shit, <laughs> maybe. Um, next one, Best Pop Performance. You had Harry Styles. I had Bad Bunny. And Easy On Me by Adele won. So, did it? yeah, I, okay, it did. That was best, best pop solo performance. Oh, okay, okay. I, I thought you was looking at the best pop vocal album. Okay. Uh, Wait. No, okay. Uh, the, the, one, the category we wrote on the rundown said best, best pop performance. Okay. But there is a best pop vocal album that yeah. Harry did win. Okay. But I think the one we were trying to was, pick was best pop solo performance. So okay. whatever. Okay, I got you. you. You can get half credit for that because yeah, you, yeah. you're kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> um, next one. Uh, now we didn't list any of these because we didn't really care. Oh yeah, never mind. We did best dance slash electric recording. Biggie said "Break My Soul." Beyonce. I said "Intimidated" by Kate Trinata featuring her. Um, and you were right. You got "Break My Soul" by Beyonce. Did win that one. Okay. Um, next one. We skipped all the rock shit, of course. Best rap performance. Uh, Figgy, you said God Did by DJ Khaled. I said The Heart Bar- Part 5 by Kendrick. And I believe I was right. I got uh, Kendrick did win for The Heart Part 5. So, yeah, we're one, one for one in the rap categories. Which is all that matters, really. Um, next one, best rap song, Figgy, wait, okay, yeah, Figgy, wait, okay, Figgy said Heart Part 5, I said God did, and best rap song did go to Heart Part 5 again, so so it won two awards for a song that wasn't even on his album. Yes, that's the, that's the funny part about it, man. (laughs) And when it was, uh, I think in the album of the year category, they played the Heart Part 5. Mm-hmm. 
And I was just like, that wasn't even on the album, which is hilarious. I think they might have uh, did like a a version where they did put it on later. I haven't gone back. I think they might have added it back on. Mm. But uh, originally when the album came out, it was not on there. Yeah, they probably did it to help the numbers or something. Yeah, and Grammy considerations probably. Um, Best rap album. Figgy, you said Come Home, The Kids Miss You by Jack Harlow. You thought (laughs) it was going to be a Macklemore moment. Yeah. I said Kendrick was going to get this one with Miss Morale and the Big Steppers, and Kendrick did get it for best rap album, Miss Morale and the Big Steppers. It's funny, man. I haven't heard a damn thing from Mac. Um, I almost called him Macklemore. I should. <laughs> I haven't heard a damn thing from Jack Harlow since. Um, well, he's going to be in the new uh, White Man Can't Jump. Yeah. So maybe he's focused on acting, acting now. <laughs> Um, okay. Who won best? I'm looking for who won best melodic rap performance this year. Because you said, we both said first class and we were both wrong. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Whoops. <laughs> um, is that it? Is that all our picks? I think so. So how many did we get right between both of us? Like three? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. We got best rap song. You got best rap song. I got best rap album. Um, did we get best rap performance? Uh I can't remember. We, we, we did yeah. eh, we got like four. I think maybe. no, you got the I think you got you got best rap performance. Okay. And I got best rap song. Okay. We pretty so much flip flop. We, we, we just went back and forth with Kendrick and Juan, like most Kendrick of those. And, yeah, Kendrick <laughs> and um, and we both lost with God did. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, that it, it is you, what it you, is. You did we, we, the most, the more impressive one. You got the um, Samara yeah. Joy. I'm shocked. I got the best new yeah. artist one. I'm shocked. But everything else, the big awards we whiffed on, man. We'll admit that. We'll take our L. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's the Grammys for you, man. Unpredictable. Yeah. Can't buy the award, man. It's yeah. just gonna go to whoever it goes up to. We see Terrell Carter in the comments. What's up, bro? What up, Ernesto? See y'all yeah. in the comments, man. How y'all doing on YouTube, dog? <laughs> Hope y'all having a good Friday night chilling with us, man. We're talking about the Grammys right now. Yeah. Reacting to all our uh the winners, people who were upset, acting like it was a huge injustice that Beyonce didn't win album of the year even though she has won more Grammys than anybody ever right now with 32 or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, people what, need to chill out. What uh, what was your thoughts on the um, the Jay-Z performance? Uh, I mean, it was fine. I mean, like, like I said, I, I don't see the hype about the verse, but, <laughs> I mean, the performance itself, like, Jay's a good performer. Yeah. So I thought it was fine. The, the whole thing with the feast and all that shit is like, okay, yeah. I don't know. Now, was I didn't that, have a problem what, with it. Now, was that live or was that like a pre-recorded performance? I'm not sure. I, I could, know some parts were pre-recorded. Yeah. It might have been pre-recorded. I wasn't sure if they like went to a video or something and they performed like that or was they actually out because it looked like they were outside the um the arena. Yeah. Doing that. So I was wondering was that like a pre-record performance? It might have been. I didn't even see. I just saw the video itself on Twitter. I didn't actually see them cut to it, but it might have been pre-recorded. I know some stuff was pre-recorded for the uh, Grammys, so it might have been. 
But um, I thought it was fine, man. I mean, I'm, I hope people now will leave that verse alone and stop hyping it up. <laughs> <laughs> like it was the best thing he ever did. Yeah. Like niggas, listen to Reasonable Doubt, man. Don't tell me that shit is his best verse ever, okay? But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I digress. Um, other controversy, Chris Brown was on social media mad as hell because oh, yeah. he <laughs> lost the best R&B album category to Robert Glasper, H-Town legend, a jazz pianist. Um, we talked about him a little bit on the Mad Hatter podcast, but apparently a lot of people don't know who he is <laughs> or that he even had an album out. Mm-hmm. But um, like to be fair, I didn't hear this new album. I knew who Robert Glasper was or is. Um, but I went back and heard some tracks, and this album actually is a, sounds like a good R&B album, man. Mm. It had a bunch of people on I think SZA was on it, or a bunch of people. So Damn. it had a good number of features. Production was crisp and clean, and Chris Brown just made the same type of music since 2015. So man, I don't know why he's so that, surprised. Man, since but 2006. It yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, whenever he started that blood shit is when his uh, music just started staying the same no matter what. Um, so he got on uh, Instagram. He was upset. And he said, I guess there was a, he, he took a screenshot of Robert Glasper and he said, y'all playing. Who the fuck is this? Laughing, crying emoji. He said, I'm going to keep kicking y'all ass respectfully. He said, who the fuck is Robert Glasper? And he said, I got to get my skills up. I'm going to start playing the harmonica. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And now again, Robert Glasper, I can understand people not knowing, like regular people not knowing who he is. But R&B artists, especially one as old as Chris Brown, to admit you don't know who this man is is a little bit embarrassing. Yeah. But then again, this is Chris Brown. But he did apologize to Robert Glasper. He he screenshotted his DM to him. And he said, congratulations, my brother. I would like to apologize if you took offense to my reaction at the Grammys. You were not the intended target. And I know I came off really rude and mean. After doing my research, I actually think you're amazing. The organization isn't doing us blacks our due diligence. Us blacks. Okay. That sounds like something that a white person says when they're acting like they're black online. Us blacks need to do better. So uh, he says, you and I should never be in the same category. Two totally different vibes and genres. So from one black man to another, congratulations. Hope you're able to feed your family for life. God bless my G. So, Biggie, uh, uh, Drunk says, R&B categories ain't no real competition since Trey Song started being a serial rapist. Let's be, wait, what? <laughs> Was he just Robert Glasper is not an industry plant, Drunk. No, he's not. <laughs> he, he, he's been around for a long time. Um, he did performances in Houston plenty of times now. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, Figgy, what are your thoughts on this Chris Brown Instagram temper tantrum? Uh, Do you think he has a point or do you think he was just coked up and drunk one night and just got upset? I wouldn't say that last part, but (laughs) I think to me, this he kind of to me he kind of came off as bitter, man. 
because look, I I tried to get through the Chris Brown project. It was too, it was too damn. It was too many songs for me. But I don't like. I don't understand. Like we know a lot of Chris Brown stands, and they all will probably say the same thing. Oh, this album, this was his best work. Or yeah, um, this one he was different on this album. But I don't see a clear difference where he stepped out of his lane, or he got he you know he put his foot into this one. We could do that. We kind of did that with Jay Z when he did four 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 album. We was like, oh, this is a little different from Jay Z. Like he didn't do this um, before. He got a little personal on this one. I don't know if Chris Brown have that. Everything to me, everything sound the same. And I'm not saying he he should have won or shouldn't have won, but I just think it was kind of it, it, it's the same thing we all did when somebody else won and our favorite person didn't win, and we say, who is this person? To me, that's no different. And to me, it's a little embarrassing because it was an R&B category. So that's like that's like if Kendrick didn't win um, album of the year. Or no, that's like saying somebody in the album of the year category didn't win. And say, who is this Kendrick guy? Why did he win? Like, we should know our... Uh, if you're in that category, you should know your R&B artist, man. You should know your peers. So I thought that was a little embarrassing. And I never did like the uh, when people go on social media trashing the other person that won, because this is a it's an honor to win a Grammy, and you should always show your respect to people if they won, even if you didn't win. So um, that kind of came across bitter. And Chris Brown Chris, was Chris, he wasn't even there. No. So I I just I just don't get that man. You so you sitting on your couch watching. And you pretty much said, who is that dude? And I, I just didn't like that at all because um, that dude is talented. And maybe Chris Brown can work with him one day or something like that. I just don't like the whole throwing shots at people, trying to play him like that. It was real silly, man. Drunk says Chris Brown, when he dropped all the hype in the world three days after, nobody can name a song on the album. Yeah, exactly, man. It's like not even just the quality of the music is is gone down. Like, he's got to understand the way he acts. Like, he's not going to be winning these types of awards, man. Like, I remember he had the Michael Jackson tribute planned. I guess he did a whole choreography thing for, I think it was the American Music Awards or something. I think it was that. And they said the last minute, basically, no, we're not going to have your performance on. Yeah. It's like, look, man, it's a difference. The world's different now, dog. People going to look at you and your past and say, why is this abuser on primetime TV, man? Mm -hmm. I don't care what Kelly Rowland or whoever wants to get up there and say and speak in your defense. Like, look, man, it's just you kind of got to live in what you dug for yourself at this point. Yeah. So... I mean, he sells a lot. He makes money. Like, you're just not going to win these industry awards with your reputation right now, man. Like, yeah. he, he, need, he needs to be in some kind of rehab where he just is a change man and just is super positive and appreciative instead of being, like, a fake-ass gang member who want to fucking <laughs> throw a temper tantrum whenever somebody else won an award that's not him. So... You got to think about these things, man. Like, do you want this recognition or do you just want to be popping on social media? Yeah, I think he, he needs to get to a point where he just focus on his fans. 
because they they stuck with him, man. They stuck. He he still got a cult fan base. Yeah. So just give them the good music, and if you win a Grammy, cool. That's a that's a bonus if you win. If they feel like you should win, but I I think it's over with with him. Feel like he got snubbed or why this guy win over me and all that stuff. I just think he need to. He he just need to focus on his fans, man. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was real silly, man. But I mean, that's Chris Brown. So, what what else can you expect at this point, man? This man is an overgrown child at times. Yeah. Um. Uh, did anything else happen at the Grammys that's worth mentioning? I think that's basically uh, all the headlines. Yeah, I, um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Beyonce did show up late, and I think she got an award. And some one of her producers came up and said, "You niggas, you know, niggas be on CP time." Beyonce thanks y'all. And I was like, y'all gonna get Beyonce boycotted from this fucking <laughs> or blackball from this shit, man. <laughs> but uh yeah, so it, it seemed like a good uh ceremony. I like the hip hop tribute. I thought that was cool. So yeah. Decent Grammy Awards. We were wrong in our picks, but who cares? I mean, shit is the Grammys. Nobody can really predict this shit anymore, man. Um, next up. We got to break down this uh, situation with Jay Prince and Mob Ties. Now, we've been wondering for a few weeks now whether we're going to keep claiming Mob Ties because, as Jay Prince says, oh, a, yeah. a coalition of bosses, or uh, <laughs> I forget the acronym, what it meant. He said it again on the podcast. I forgot. Yeah. It was a movement of bosses. Here's what he said. Jay Prince Jr. said Mob Ties stands for he said, movement of bosses uh, together in elevated situations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, damn, okay. <laughs> that's a real thought out definition. I feel like that, but that I feel like that's one of those things where it's like they already had, knew they were calling themselves mob ties. And then later on, we got we like, we gotta dress this up a little, y'all. Well, come yeah. on, we got something, we got have something to tell the police. <laughs> So, no, we don't mean mob as in a mob. We mean mob as a movement of bosses. So, seeing that, uh, hey, we are a fig, hey, Jay Prince got on his podcast and said we are mob ties qualified. Okay, he gave us the green light, the gym, he gave us the stripes qualified. Yeah, he he said it. He said, I I was thinking about posting that little video again, just like, hey, see what he said, but I don't know, it might not be the right time for. Hey, we're that. bosses, man. We got our own podcast. He named other bosses too. He named uh, Drake. He named Carl Crawford because he's Megan's boss. He said that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that he was, was kind, that was a little wild right there, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, no. oh. <laughs> there were several shots that uh, Jay Prince threw uh, just randomly in his interview. Even the Offset thing yeah. was something that they were wrapping up. And yeah, that was at the very end because I seen yeah. I seen the clips floating around first, but when I actually watched the whole thing and there was like one minute left in the video, I'm like, damn, did they take it out? <laughs> and then you got some other stuff you want to say? I'm like, yeah, real quick, and that's when he let it. Up. I'm like, that yes. that was at the very end. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it was at the very end when <laughs> Gilly asked, do y'all have anything else to say? And everybody yeah. gave their condolences for like the 50th time. Yes. They said, God, I mean, we get it, y'all. 
Yeah. Give your condolences to Takeoff and his family. They they did this like six times in the podcast, man. <laughs> and but yeah, right after that, it happened. So let's just play the clip, man. Let's yeah. react to. I got the links up in the rundown. Jay Prince was on a million dollars worth of game with Wallow and Gilly the Kid. I still call him the kid. I'm not gonna call him the king. That's just corny. <laughs> but uh, with Gilly and Wallow, I believe they actually filmed in Houston. Oh, so really? Gilly okay. and Wallow flew down in Houston, Houston okay. to meet with Jay Prince and his family. I know Mike Prince, Jay Prince Jr. I think Jazz Prince was there too. And they all gave their account of what happened um, um, during the, uh, the, the death of take, the shooting of takeoff. And to recap it real quick before we get in the clip, basically they, they kind of spilled out what happened they're blaming it on a guy who filed a police report who goes by like Willie Bland or something like that. And they, this guy was like Quavo's security or homie or something. And this guy alleged that he thought that people in the mob ties camp were about to rob Quavo after the little argument about basketball. So he pulled out, he hit somebody, he punched somebody and then he started shooting because he thought that they were going to, he, he saw them going for the gun. And then in this, the guy who was trying to protect Quavo ended up shooting him in the head. And so, yeah, we know how that happened. But basically, they spent the most of the podcast talking down on this guy. They read some of the police report, said it was all bullshit. And... Um, yeah, kind of, kind of just put the blame on the the person in Quavo's camp. He said he wished that bullet hit him instead, and he said he wished he got security from P, the CEO at QC, instead of uh, you know, just this guy he knew. Yeah. So, uh, drunk says I mean it respectfully, but I feel like this is the perfect interview for a Houston grown podcast like y'all, not for something nationally syndicated. I agree. But to be fair, look, man, they got a huge platform. They got millions of, of subscribers. They're Barstool affiliated. I get it. Yes, yeah. I would love to have that interview. Yeah, I think we would have did a better job because Gilly was just talking nonsense as he usually does. <laughs> and it got real motivational speechy at the end. It got real preachy from Wallow at the end. Yeah. But I get why they went there, man. Like, I get it. Yeah, I would like to think we could do better, but look, we ain't we ain't we ain't big time like that yet. Yeah, so and, and we did have Jay Prince on. Um, check it out on YouTube. We had Jay Prince on. Yeah, before most of this drama happened, it was oh, very yeah. quick. But hopefully, Back in next time we get him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it would it would be great that if we had this interview, but we didn't. So it is what it is. But um, so yeah, they spent most of the time kind of spilling out what happened trying to absolve themselves of any blame. Uh, at one point, he used the analogy of it's like if somebody came to rob a bank and a cop started shooting at the robber and he accidentally hit an innocent bystander, whose fault is it? It's the bank robber's fault, right? Like, that's what he said. Yeah. So um, they spent most of the podcast talking about that. Um, it got real emotional at some point. My my. Uh, was getting a little, a little teary at some yeah. points, but um, it ended with this, as we mentioned. It ended with um, Gilly asked if anybody has anything else to say. Final words. And Jay Prince, any final words? 
And Jay Prince, at the very end of the podcast, had this message for Offset. This Offset dude. I ain't going to leave him out. You know, I'm just real like this. Oh, I can't you know, hear Because, it. you know. Oh yeah, we uh, this is this is how the podcast ended. Literally, like the last sentences of the podcast before it ended was this clip you're about to see, man. But um, this offset dude, I ain't gonna leave him out. Shit, I still can't hear it. You know, I'm just real like this, you know, because you know, you know, niggas be throwing uh, rocks no. and hiding their hand, right? They be throwing rocks and you still can't hear it. Nah, it's probably playing for the podcast portion, yeah. but I can't hear it on the stream, man. Oh, man, okay. Hiding the hand. Fuck it. And, uh, um, so I, I can just recap what he said. He basically said something like, uh, uh, he, he, he implied that Offset was saying some stuff. Oh, shit, we can't play any of this shit now, I guess. Yeah. But um, he said, uh, he basically implied that Offset was saying some things behind the scenes. Let me try it again. Hold on. All right. But um, this offset dude, I ain't gonna leave him out. Man, I still can't hear it. You know, I'm just real like this. I don't know why Fuck. I was doing that. Yeah. Fuck. Look at the mob ties. We need the mob ties hat, man. Yeah. Shit. Well, anyway, um, Jay, he basically said that he he had heard Offset saying some things about Jay Prince in his camp. And he basically said Offset needs to cut it out because it would not be good for his health to keep carrying on like that. So he needs to chill out with the stuff he's saying behind the scenes about his family and things like that. And, uh, yeah, it was a very, not very veiled threat towards Offset. Yes, you know, because... Oh, here it now. Know, okay. But um, this Offset dude, I ain't gonna leave him out. You know, I'm just real like this, you know, because, you know, you know, niggas be throwing rocks and hiding their hand, right? They be throwing rocks and hiding their hand. And um, I don't like them kind of individuals, you know. And, and the truth of the matter is, you know, one can, can dance and different things in front of these different cameras and, and all that kind of shit. And, and, re, and, and when reality, the truth of the matter is, you know, nigga, you wasn't really right there with takeoff when he was alive. You know what I mean? So for you to be taking these positions that you taking, you know what I mean? And I, I got people everywhere, so I hear all kinds of things. Uh, I'm going to just say this to you. Uh, I'm going to just say this to you. Uh don't never put me in no position where, you know, I have to defend myself. You know what I mean? That wouldn't be healthy for you. And, you know, I, I have to say that. I hate, but it's a million dollars worth of game. You know what I mean? It's a million dollars worth of game, and I'm going to give it to him right on a million dollars worth of game because I ain't going to throw rocks and hide my hand. I'm going to just let it be known, you know, to him because I hear what's being said. And uh, it's all love after that. Peace. Some strong words from Jay Prince saying that would not be good for his health <laughs> to keep uh, putting him in a position where he got to defend himself. 
that's a wild thing to say, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very veiled threats from Jay Prince. Now, um, Offset responded pretty quickly once it started circulating and going viral. He got on Twitter. This video is not deleted, but of course, it's been saved and is here forever now. So I think it was on Instagram, too. But he got on Instagram or Twitter, whatever he used, and he put this video out in response to Jay Prince's comments. Hey, first off, y'all niggas speaking on my real brother. I don't know what y'all niggas got, what the fuck y'all niggas got going on. Y'all niggas speaking on my real brother. How dare one of y'all niggas even speak on me and Tate relationship, nigga? I don't know you niggas from a can of paint, nigga. Y'all niggas don't know how me and my brother rock, nigga. You trying to clear your face, nigga. You done, this your fifth interview, nigga. You done did about my brother, nigga. You ain't think about his mama. You ain't think about the family, nigga. We ain't said nothing. Ain't nobody said nothing but you niggas. You niggas, man, who y'all nigga think y'all nigga is? John got it, nigga. Ain't nobody going for none of that, bro. I ain't studying none of that shit y'all nigga talking about either. And if you heard something from me, I'ma tell you it's, 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 it's gonna come from me. Call my phone. Y'all nigga going off of he say, she say. Then y'all nigga supposed to be this is who, who y'all supposed to be. And y'all nigga on interviews and it out on an interview. Talking about, I said, then nigga, call my phone, homie. You call my phone, we'll have a conversation. They what I'm talking about. All that plant internet, internet games, I don't do. Hey, first off, Y'all niggas speaking on my room. Now, to be fair, the Migos typically do keep things in-house. Yeah. Um, they don't go public. They don't go on inter That People have been saying their interviews are boring for years now, man, because they never say anything about anything. So, I mean, he does have a point about how he doesn't go out and say things, at least in public. But I guess Jay Prince heard some things in private that he was getting upset about. Now, Jay Prince yeah, went in. Um, I had no clue off offset was, I guess, what Jay Prince was saying. Mm -hmm. I had no clue that that was happening. And that was really telling to me because we haven't heard anything from Quavo. We haven't heard anything yeah. from QC. And if you listen to that interview, it sounds like they kind of talked and I, guess, I don't, don't want to say pieced it up, but mm -hmm. it seemed like they, you know, is they came to an understanding somehow yeah um honestly this interview had several things that we had never heard of before until jay prince exposed it like yeah. i never heard about that police report yeah i never heard about offset and what he might would have been saying about jay prince and them like we didn't know these things until he went on the podcast and said it yeah. it was kind of like the streisand effect where you know they call the streisand effect where she sued a publication because they had a picture of her house and nobody reading it knew it was her house until <laughs> later. So then now everybody knew where Barbara Streisand went because she got mad about it or where <laughs> she lived because she got mad about it. Yeah. So um, it's kind of felt like that where he brought attention to things that we didn't even know. And now we're talking about it since he brought it up. But um, so Jay Prince had even stronger words for Offset after this. He went on Instagram and he said he, he exposed even more. He exposed the, the times he's helped Offset and Cardi B and he went longer this time. So let's let's try to listen to most of this. Suffer. Nice buffer. He's clown Offset suffering from being a fake motherfucker disease. <laughs> he won't play well. <laughs> When I first heard that, man, I lost it. 
this nigga all set suffering from being the fake motherfucker disease. The funny thing about Jay Prince is like he talks like your granddad, but his word the words that come out of his mouth are like somebody our age, man. Yes. (laughs) You know, old people don't cuss like that. Yeah. But Jay Prince like talks like a rapper, but he has a cadence and voice of a your grandfather. Yeah. But okay, keep going. This clown offset suffering from being a fake motherfucker disease. He wanna play victim now. But he was a volunteer when he spoke threats about me and my family name in his mouth about what he gonna do. Why you didn't call me to talk is the twist he wanna use. Tell lies in your woman here, nigga. I don't have time to listen to weak shit. Now you wanna fake in front of a camera, trying to hide behind takeoff mother when I've shown nothing but respect for her and family. See, boy, you acting like you a part of a family that don't really fuck with you because you're a snake. Now you don't know me from a can of paint. Let me see if I can refresh your memory. Remember we talked when you got your ass whooped in Atlanta? Hmm. You forgot? Remember when you called up on me and I came to L.A. and met with you because you was nervous about your wife performing because she had them issues about using the word flu. I was confused on this part. What what situation was this? Do you remember I have this? no idea. Now, I did a little research. Apparently, like, this was some crypt thing, I don't know, where she had some issues with somebody, but Cardi B said it was false. She said if she had an issue with the Crips, she would have went to Big U or whatever the dude's name was. Yeah. She wouldn't go to Jay Prince in Houston about it. But, yeah, I had no idea what that meant or what that was referring to, man. Yeah, yeah I don't. I didn't know All people right. were pressing Cardi B because she said flu. Yeah. But. All right, here we go. You forgot? Remember when you and Sauce Walker was beefing and you wanted me to stamp that bullshit? You forgot that too? I can go on, but I think you remember now. See, this is the reason I say blood make you kin and loyalty make you family because of motherfuckers like you that have stuck a knife in the back of the ones you call your brother. Explain. Since you're a real ass nigga, explain to the people the real reason why you weren't on that stage at the Grammys with Quavo, who you call your brother, for the tribute. You ain't man enough to do that because you what we call a tender dick nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Dog, pause, man. Now, Cam Johnson in the NBA just got in trouble for saying for no homo, so I won't say no homo. Yeah, 40,000. Yeah, 40, I've never heard dude. nobody call no man a tender dick nigga. Just imagine, or, just imagine you out in the streets and you see somebody that's fake with it. See, look at that dude though. He a tender dick nigga. <laughs> look at that tender dick nigga over there. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know what in what context you can call a man tender. And it be yeah. <laughs> and it sound like that makes you sound worse for them words coming out your mouth, dog. Yeah, you could call somebody a bitch. 
You could call somebody a, a punk. You can say suck my dick. But you see all that stuff. You a tender, tender dick, dick, nigga. What? <laughs> what is that even referring to, man? <laughs> you ain't man enough to do that because you what we call a tender dick, nigga. Take off, quavo, and the family wasn't fucking with you for a while before it's passing and still don't fuck with you because you a rattlesnake, nigga. Quavo been letting you make it because he got a good heart. It's consequences when you fuck with me. I don't have no heart for no snake, and I'll give you what you ask for. <laughs> now, we also forgot to mention during the Grammy breakdown, but Quavo did have a performance where he did the Without You song as a tribute to Takeoff. Yeah. And allegedly, according to TMZ, there was a fight afterwards between... I don't know if it was Quavo and Takeoff themselves, not Takeoff, Quavo and Offset themselves or their camp, but yeah. there was a fight that broke out because uh, allegedly Offset was upset that he was not a part of the tribute yeah. and they had some unresolved issues. You could hear um, Cardi B was backstage yelling at them at somebody and she was like, both of y'all need to stop. Both of y'all need to stop this. This ain't right. But she didn't say anybody's name in particular. But it was John that she was talking about Quavo and Take. And uh, he kept saying Take Off. Quavo and Offset. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently there was a fight backstage after um, the, their performance. But, <laughs> so, yeah, that was um, that was Jay Prince's response um, to oh, all that. Okay, real quick with the whole flu thing. I see where it came from now. This so uh, let me share the screen real quick. So back in 2018, I guess Cardi B had a, a blue jacket on, mm -hmm. and apparently she's supposed to be a blood. Mm -hmm. And she said, "I I hate wearing flu, but this coat was too popping." So I don't know if you see this. No. So I guess she posted this on Instagram. Um, oh, okay. So I guess some bloods and. Um, L.A. were, I get, I, I don't, she, they say there was cap, so I don't know what's true or not, but apparently she was, uh, they was worried about her performing in L.A. at the same time. She angered the Crips by changing the word blue to flu. Yeah, because she can't say, because Crips, they don't, the, they don't use the word rules beat. are fucking stupid man what the or, hell yeah uh, yeah i don't i think she a, i guess she a crib i don't know no nah, she's a blood, a blood i thought okay uh, uh, okay she's a blood but she's i guess the fact that she's changed it was disrespectful to the crips maybe that's yeah. like a slur i don't uh, know okay. somebody who knows about gang she needs to come in here and tell us what this shit means because i don't fucking know yeah yeah so i get if, if she's a blood she uh they usually don't use the c words. Yeah. So I, I I'm confused. I don't know. Yeah. See, I don't I don't know <laughs> what yeah. it fucking means, man. Yeah. But whatever. I guess that angered the L.A. Crips. Yeah. So and, and uh, uh, Jay Prince alleged that he stepped in to resolve it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, they did reply to this. Offset says, street nigga turned, cop emoji, 
Never needed you for no smoke. You the police all mouth with your no proof, just fairy tales, laughing while crying emoji. Let this be the last time we speak on this. Cardi also said big lies. She said never. Tell them to show receipts. Only people that was there was whack and big you. Why? So I guess she's admitting that there were some issues about that. But yeah. she says only people that was there was whack and big you. Why would he be called for anything involving Crips? whole bunch of fairy tales so i guess there was an issue with the crips yeah. that happened but just it she's saying that jay prince wasn't involved yeah so yeah is his word against theirs um believe whoever you want to but figgy what's your take on all this man um it's a, it's a lot going on here but after listening to the um so you know, I listened to the inter- the full inter- Jay Prince interview or the Prince family interview, um, seeing what happened at the Grammys between Offset and Quavo and, you know, the fight and all that stuff. And seeing, honestly, seeing how Offset how been away from the group a little bit. I'm kind of curious, man. I'm, 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 I'm kind of curious what happened between offset in qc at this point because during the j prince interview he said a few times how him and uh was it p i think it was p yeah pretty much uh they sat down and they talked it over i I mean i don't know what that means i don't know if they cool now or they came to an understanding but for the simple fact that they did speak to me i think that showed a lot because i thought me being a fan, I thought they probably wouldn't be speaking again. I don't know. But um also um him big just bigging up Quavo the whole interview. He he said a lot of good things about Quavo and Quavo was there. So to me that kind of sh- to me it seemed like Offset was out of the loop. Probably didn't know what happened. He wasn't obviously he wasn't there. And he lost somebody that he probably were wasn't on the best of terms at the time. And now, you know, he's doing what anybody, any of us would do if we were beefing with somebody, uh, one of our family members at the time, and lose them, we will be hurt. We'll probably be acting like Quavo too. Or not Quavo, but uh offset. To me, it seemed like it's it seemed like it might be a little deeper than what we thought it was with Offset being away from QC. Maybe it, I don't know what he did. I don't know if it's a him and Cardi B thing where they you know they just not fucking with that label no more. But it seemed like it's a little bit deeper than this because now because I thought the beef was going to be between QC and Mob Ties. Now it seemed like. The beef is more between mob ties and and offset. It seemed like everybody else got an understanding, and it seemed like it was a very unfortunate um, situation. And what Jay Prince was talking about, it seemed it seemed like it was somebody that Qua- uh, Quavo was close to that kind of started everything. And you know, uh, Jay Prince used the analogy of the bank the bank robbery to me that seemed like that was kind of i think i feel him saying that it seemed like that was a little close to what happened probably 
that somebody, somebody, like, I don't know from who or what, but somebody got a little wild that started something, which kind of ticked somebody else off that react, and somebody innocent got hit. And, and you know, listening to all of them explain the story, it seemed like it shouldn't even got that far, which we all probably figured that it, it seemed like it was nonsense and, and somebody innocent got hit. So, um, to me, I think Offset just was out of the loop. He he was going through uh, issues with the labels, probably going uh, going through issues with his family, and that situation happened. So I think that's where that I think that's where that beef is currently at now. And um, I mean, it, it, it sucked, man, because look, Offset. I think that was his brother. I think. Takeoff was his brother, if I'm not mistaken. Um, his, his blood brother. But um, it, it's, I mean, I kind of feel for Offset because, look, it sucked going through something like that. You lose your brother, you lose. It was your, his cousin. His cousin? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Man, that shit's so confusing because. Yeah, I know, right? Because uh, Takeoff was the uncle. Takeoff was a, is uh, Quavo's uncle. Yeah, and and no, Quavo is Takeoff's uncle. Quavo is okay. Takeoff's really? uncle, and, and I guess Offset is their cousin. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah. So, like I said, it it got to hurt for, for, for being from Offset's point of view because he was on bad terms when he was killed. You going through something with the label. And now you got somebody pretty much calling you out over it, and I know that I know that got to hurt, but man, this is a messy situation, man. And I'm kind of curious curious to see how QC is going to step if if they're going to step in into the situation to kind of tell everybody to relax, because he was, you know, QC was his family, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of curious if. If Offset is going to be just on his own, fighting for his life on his own, or is this another conversation Jay Prince and uh, P will have to have to say, all right, let's chill out. But I don't even know if Offset even talking to um, to QC at all. So I don't know, man. And I think it say a lot that, you know, all the stuff that Jay Prince was saying about Offset I'm not sure if, if P was sitting there maybe saying, hey, man, we we not cool with him right now. He did this. He did that. Because he was saying a lot of stuff, a lot of, you know, he a snake, he fake, and all this other stuff. But he was he was bigging up Quavo. So, to me, that kind of say a lot, man. So, you know, I think this probably, I feel like we kind of seeing what, really happened with cute with you know the breakup of the Migos. So maybe we is seeing something a little weird because even we said it from the begin we said it from the beginning when remember when uh all set released that video and he mm-hmm. was just by himself. Mm-hmm. That seemed super weird, man. It, it was like he had nobody in that video. It was just it just seemed like he was on his own. Like he just got away from the whole record label. And, you know, it was super weird. And and it was really telling that 
Onk and Feud decides to uh, put out an album, make a project together. It seemed like everything else was going on, but this one person was was totally out. Now I would I would totally get it if everybody just broke up, everybody decided to go separate their separate ways or something like that. But it said a lot when you know the one person won out, but the other two still rocking like everything normal. So to me, um, the interview, the uh, the fight behind you know uh, backstage at the Grammys. And the back and forth, um, them going back and forth with each other, to me is kind of saying a lot about Offset. I'm not, I'm not saying he's wrong or anything, but it seemed like stuff starting to come out, to, and we'll probably find out what really happened between the breakup from the Migos. Yeah, it's possible, man. But they also keep things very close to chest, so it's also possible we'll never know the full truth of what happened. But yeah, man. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. Honestly, I feel like it's all a bunch of pointless talk at this point. I mean, takeoff is gone. Nothing's going to bring him back. They got the guy who shot him. And from now on, it's just going to be hearsay. Somebody said this, so I got to reply to this. And it's like, man, what 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 point does this serve now at this point? Like, it, it's just pointless to me. I don't really care for it no more. It was interesting to finally hear Jay Prince and his family's full story of their account of what happened that night. And um, yeah, Takeoff and Quavo, I'm not surprised that they're still having issues, man. I'm sure Quavo, not even knowing what happened between them, I'm sure his thought is like, you wasn't with us before he died. Now you want to come on the Grammys and be a part of this tribute show? Like after he dies. So I don't know what their issue is, but yeah. Um, people are hoping they get resolved. Who knows this shit gets resolved, man? Like somebody died. It's not like some shit that niggas just gonna forget in a year or two. Yeah. So I know people are sad about no more Migos music. People want to see them get together, but I don't know if it's gonna happen anytime soon, man. It's a lot of raw emotions going on right now. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I want to hear Quavo's thoughts on it, and then I'm ready to pack it up, man. I don't want to hear nobody talking about this shit. Yeah. At this point, just I want to hear what Quavo has to say. I want to hear his account, and if you don't talk, that's fine. Yeah. But the only only thing, only other take I want to hear on it is Quavo's. Anything else, like Jay Prince, all due respect, man. I don't think he needs to talk about it anymore. He yeah. said his piece. Yeah. I th- it, it, it's strange because I feel like he's um, well. I can I don't know this for sh- certain, but I feel like he's listening to what everybody else is saying, mm-hmm. and so now he like I gotta defend myself. I gotta go yeah. on this podcast and talk about it, or this person said this. Let me make an Instagram post, which is I, I'm kind of intrigued how he made this post, man. Did he just like record the audio first? And then put like a picture and all that stuff, graphics behind it. Because yeah, it, I guess so, he asked somebody to do it for him. I don't know, but it's so yeah, strange, it very, man. I wonder, yeah. did he like read everything, or he just sitting there and just kind did of he, did, he, did he write a script? Yes. I don't know, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. I think I think that's his part. I think he need to kind of move forward. Just you know, the situation happened. Somebody got 
called up. If he talked to P and they settle everything right there, then I think it should stay right there, man. I wouldn't like if if it was me, if I was Jay Prince, I wouldn't reply to Offset or whatever he said. I would just, you know, I talk to the source. I talk to the person as responsible for this. So that's it. I, or, or at least try to keep it behind closed door. I wouldn't break it to social media, but I think he need to leave this in the past and look forward. Yeah, yeah, I agree at this point, man. Another QC news, though, since they were a topic. Um, quality control, the label, has been acquired by Scooter Braun's Hype America for $320 million. So, yeah, whatever that means, I guess Scooter Braun... Gave yeah. up Taylor's Taylor Swift <laughs> music. Now he got QCs. So. Uh, we gonna have Quavo trying to record all the old music again so he can perform yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, another off topic type thing. Do you feel like QC's momentum is just completely gone now? You think about who they had on that label. They had Yachty. They had Lil Baby. They had Migos. They had City Girls. And Yachty is on some other shit right now. He, uh, he's not doing rap music. Yeah. You got Lil Baby, who I think is low-key kind of falling off. I don't think his uh, last album did what they thought it would do. You got Migos, who, you know, what just happened here. Now you only got Offset, and I don't even know if Offset's still on QC anymore. I don't know what's going on with that. So you got Quavo. And then you got who else? City girls who I don't even know if they make music anymore. Yeah, you so, you got city girl. You got a couple other low tier artists that you know that you probably don't really know about yet. Yeah, but they got some lower tier artists where I'm like, damn, I didn't know he's on QC. I think like um, I think it's Icewear Vezo, who's a Detroit mm. artist who just got signed to them, but he's not. It, it, it ain't like Migos. Uh, little Yachty at at his prime or the prime he did have. It wasn't like this all star type of um, artist <laughs> on the label right now. Yeah. So um, I would say if 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 we talking about all star level type of artists, I would say yeah, probably took a, a step back. I, I would agree with that. But um, I felt like they do have a lot of artists that I was like, damn, I didn't know he was on there. I think um, I want to say, uh, uh, what's what's my man's name from Memphis? Um, damn, the guy we pl- uh, we actually reviewed his album, but um, I think he signed the QC as well. Shit, let me. I'm trying to find his name. Uh, you're not talking about uh, uh, Cronk ain't dead, man, are you? Yes, yes, him. Okay, yeah. what's that guy's name? Uh, uh, shit, it was uh, I'm out here looking. It's in my place. Duke Deuce, that's Duke right. Deuce. Duke Deuce. Yeah, yeah, I think Duke Deuce is uh signed with QC. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, another female uh is signed to QC as well. Uh, I forgot her name. I actually reviewed her album uh, a couple weeks ago. But um, it's a few people signed to QC that's kind of like up and coming a little bit, but not not near what Migos was, not near what City Girls was, that type of thing. So maybe they, they could pop. Uh, oh, the other girls gloss up. 
She's oh with, yeah, 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 yeah. She's with QC too, but I don't know. Maybe they, you know, maybe this is a rebuild year for him. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's. They see the writing on the wall. That's why they kind of sold the company or let Hive acquire them. So yeah, I don't and, know. The and, post makes it seem like it's a partnership, but they always do that at first. Yeah, but we'll and, see what and, happens. And to be honest, man. Three hundred million. I mean, who gonna come across three hundred million like that? Mm-hmm. I I think if it was me, that I would have did it. It's a smart move because a lot. I think what a lot of people do, um, they um, a lot of people, and we had this talk before about being independent. A lot of people want to be independent, independent, but some people try to stay independent forever. Yeah, and it's like, man, like. The good thing, I mean, good thing about being independent is, is all yours. But the downside to it is if it, you know, let's say it start fading out a little bit, what do you got outside of that? It's kind of like that that stock is dead at this point. So you can't even sell it for what you could have sold it before. So I think right now, man, I think it was the perfect time to sell it. You got $300 million because let's say they didn't do it. And all the stuff start going down. Little baby start going down. Little Yachty, you know, it's not the same anymore. City girls never release anything again. How much do you think it'd be worth at that point? So I think I think it was smart for them to, I guess, partner up or sell it, whatever they did. I think that was, I think that was smart. So yeah, yeah I, I think uh, it's I a better. It's a good deal, man. They started from. You see where they started at. And how they made QC a, a, a pretty much a major uh, record label, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I think that was a good deal, man. Yeah, I wonder if TDE wish he sold a uh, Top Dog at this point, man. I don't know. Or TDE, uh, what's his name? Top, I was Top Dog. dog I'll mix that shit around. I would top. wonder if Top Dog wonders if he should have sold TDE. Yeah, so, man. Knows, Just man. imagine you had Kendrick before he announced this was yep. his last album. Too late now. He could have sold that for probably 800 mil or some shit. Going back to the topics, man. A lot to break down still. We got to get through a whole lot more. So, number one, um, Figgy, your boy from Akron, the kid from Akron, he finally (laughs) did it, man. He finally broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. Um... I forget the exact number, 38,000, some shit, yeah. whatever, 388 or something like that. He broke it on Tuesday night against the Oklahoma City Thunder in a game that the Lakers lost. <laughs> but it didn't matter because all that mattered, and all that mattered this whole season for them has been LeBron breaking this record in a Lakers jersey. He did it. Um, there was a whole production about it. They stopped the game for a good while to celebrate this accomplishment. Uh, Anthony Davis looked unhappy. <laughs> um, they interviewed him later. He did say he was upset that they were losing the game, which I don't believe because they've lost a lot of games, man. <laughs> I think his energy had been shit that whole time. But, um, yeah, uh, LeBron James did it. One of the most unbreakable records in sports. He did it. He broke. He now has the scoring record. He is a scoring king in the NBA. And he's still not retired yet. He's still playing at a high level. So he'll add on more and more. Figgy, what are your thoughts to uh, your hometown hero get breaking this scoring record? 
So, um, I ain't gonna lie. I had to soak in the moment, man, because I looked at it this way, man. We'll never see nothing like this again. We talked about this before, how uh, we really don't get LeBron the benefit of the doubt a little bit. We just kind of say, oh, yeah, well, it's LeBron. Like, we'll see another one <laughs> again. So, um, I actually watched that game just to see it. And um, I was actually perfectly fine with the way they stopped the game and all that stuff. People was complaining about it. But they did the same shit with, you know, in baseball, whenever somebody break a record. Mm-hmm. They did the shit with um, Drew Brees when he, um, I think he set the, a record or something like that. They, you know, this wasn't like the first time they ever did anything like this in sports. So I, w- I wasn't too mad at it. Um, I did think it was kind of strange that they, uh, like how he hit the shot and then it was just like, oh, that's it. It felt like the game was over. Yeah. <laughs> So I was just like, wait a minute. I think it made it even weirder because it was like 10 seconds left in the third quarter. So I'm like, oh, shit. But um, I was legit happy for it, man. I was happy that I got to witness something like that because um, I don't think we're going to see it in our lifetime, man. Because I – so – after that, I end up looking up, seeing who is who would be the um, the closest person that could top that record or come close. And I think Kev, uh, the the closest person was like Carmelo Anthony, yeah, and who is who ain't even in the league now, and pro- and we know ain't, he ain't about to catch that. And it's, I think the second person was like Kevin Durant, and. I, I think I, I I looked up the stats too to see I guess the um the on pace type of stats to for him to catch LeBron with what he's averaging right now. Kevin Durant will probably have to play until he like forty something, it, mm-hmm. like forty two or some shit. Uh, uh, Steph Curry the same thing. He would have to play until he like forty seven on the same current pace. So it's damn near impossible to catch this record. So uh, the person that would probably catch this record is not in the league right now. Might not even be born. <laughs> so it's 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 super wild, man. And um, and I th- I think it was super funny just the the uh, the Jordan stands. No, oh, steady yeah. trying to tweet like, well, Michael Jordan. Look, look at all the games um, LeBron played in for him to catch this record. It's like, dog, like, how could you shit on somebody at the time like this, man? <laughs> like this dude, not only he he is the leader in points in NBA history, but this dude is like fourth in assists. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Like for you to lead in points, you fourth in assists. And I don't know where he at with the, as far as the rebounds, but that's to me that's insane, man. And remember when LeBron first came in the league, a lot of people forget this, but he was a pass first guy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like the he wasn't like you know a Kevin Durant who could just put forty on you any night. This dude was pass first, and we all had his questions. They feel like he's not really a scorer like that, or you know, can he shoot? And um, yeah, man, I, I I thought it was cool to see, man. Um, the 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 speech was kind of awkward to me. <laughs> I didn't really care for the speech like that. And 
I think I think LeBron had some type of other speech. Um, I want to say after the game or somewhere a couple days ago, something like that. But um, I realized this, man. You, we always talk about Michael Jordan. We always talk about Kobe when it comes to killer instincts and all that stuff. And you know, just what just the words Kobe say. We damn near ready to put his words in the Bible and all that stuff. LeBron is not that, man. He's not the person you go to and, and he'll give you a Kobe line or uh, a motivational Michael Jordan line or something like that. He's not that, man. So I, a lot of people's killing killing him for that. I don't look at LeBron as that way, man. I, I just look at him as a, a crazy f- f- freak athlete that, you know, put up some crazy numbers and played up into his late his late thirties, so um, I I think it's good, man. I was I you know I felt good being able to witness LeBron's entire career because I don't think we gonna ever see anything like this for a minute. And um, I think look, I think we'll see some play like him because we see people like James Harden, we seen Kevin Durant, the numbers that they put up, but. This dude is 38, still playing how he was when he was 21. So I just, I don't know if we'll ever see that again, man. This dude take care of his body better than anybody else. Um, He rarely been hurt. Kevin Durant always hurt. This dude is never hurt. So, um, look, man, I, w- I was fine with it, man. A lot, I, I, w- I was good with it. Yeah, yeah, it was good to see, man. It was good to see Kareem was there. Um, yeah, it was good to see everybody showed up. Jay Z was there, of course. We got that right. Of course, Jay Z was there to yeah. celebrate him. Um, so yeah, everybody came out, the stars came out, the stars aligned. I like the fact that he hit it on a cool shot. Yeah. I think it would have sucked if he got it on like a fucking free throw or something, man, or like a put back layup or some shit. He got yeah. on a cool fadeaway shot, man. It's yeah. something I put on a t-shirt. Yeah. So I like the fact that he did it with the cool shot. Um, yeah, it was good to see. My only complaint about LeBron is like, and this is the same thing I've said for a while since I saw Space Jam 2 with the montage and compared to Space Jam 1 montage, like it this would have been so much cooler if he did it in Cleveland mm. with the Cavaliers, man. Yeah. Like him, him being a, a Laker just still seems fake to me. Yeah, like you, nigga, you just bandwagon hopped on the most popular franchise so you can make movies and shit. I guess I don't know, but it just seems weird, man. Like the Cavaliers, I understood that he he wanted to team up with his friend Dwayne Wade, who was drafted there, and that made sense to make that work. But he went back to Cleveland, won a championship, then he went to L.A. for why? Just to be there, like there was no real reason for him to go to L.A. Besides, he just wants to be just, in L.A. I feel and be yeah, with the Lakers, the city. So it just—I don't know, man. When you look at LeBron's career highlights, when you look at Kevin Durant's career highlights, it'll look real cheesy with them in different uniforms, man. Like I don't—I that's the only thing I don't like. I wish he did it with one team or just two: Miami Heat, then stay with Cleveland, but. I don't know. The Lakers got enough fucking accomplishments, man. Do they yeah. need the two high, two biggest scoring 
players of all time on the same franchise. Yeah. It's just, it's just they got enough, man. They got a ton of championships. They got a ton of Hall of Famers. Did, did they need this too? It's yeah. just corny to me, man. I just, I, it makes me cringe a little bit. Just thinking that he just went over there for the vibes. <laughs> they weren't even a good team like that. That's the. It wasn't. He just went to. He wanted to be a Laker, man. That's it. He just wanted the clout of being a Laker. Yeah. The, but the, it, the, it, it, to to have this done in his hometown, imagine that, man. That would have been so much more dope. The, you yeah. from Cleveland? You get drafted to Cleveland. You leave and you come back, get a championship, and you break the scoring record for them. Yeah. That would have been so much more dope, man. But it is what it is. He made his choice, so whatever. Yeah. It, w- the weird part about it is I felt like people don't even look at him as – he only he, do we even crack the top ten as best Laker of all time? Laker fans low-key are like the biggest LeBron haters, man. Yes. Honestly. Yes. That's, around, why, that's why it's so damn funny when he went to yes. the Lakers. Because now they got to suck it up and <laughs> support the Lakers. Yes, dog. You know, every Laker, and that's the awkward thing about it. Every Laker fan watching that celebration, which it was Kobe that did that. Yeah. Every single one, man. They mm-hmm. wish Kobe broke that award and not LeBron. Yeah. But it's just, it's, 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 it's a weird dynamic, man. Like, will they, people have been arguing, like, will they build a statue of LeBron in L.A. when he retire? Yeah. Will they retire his jersey? <laughs> like, I guess, but it'll look weird up there with everybody else's. The bubble championship is the reason why you retired. Is No, okay. Yeah. Are three cities going to retire yeah. LeBron James' jersey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's is weird, it, man. Yeah. Or where do you rank LeBron as a Laker? Like below all the <laughs> most famous ones, honestly. But he the leading scorer in NBA history. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gonna put him above Kobe. They ain't put him against above Magic. They're not gonna put him against or above Kareem. Yeah. So he's at least below all them. That's crazy. He might be up above Elgin Baylor, man. I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> I wouldn't even like even even somebody like Shaq who did bounce around a little bit too mm-hmm. afterwards, but. I don't even know if he's a better Laker than Shaq. I I don't nah. I don't know if I put him over Shaq as a Laker <laughs> because Laker they had the three they had the three two peat three peat I forgot. Honestly, peat. they got three championships. They had a three peat though, right? I don't know if it was back to back to back. How many yeah. Shaq? Let me yeah. see. But they had a great run, man. I don't know if LeBron had a great run as a Laker. So. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. So yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they got three rings. So yeah, I think it was three P. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, man, it was. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of cringeworthy in in that sense to me, just seeing him do it in a Lakers jersey. Yeah, but it is what see, it is. I can see that, man, and it, it, it's so weird, man, because you brung it up too. Even people like Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. like he's on yet another team. Yeah, like this. How many teams is this? OKC, Golden State, this Brooklyn. Fourth team now, man. Yeah, now you with the Suns. So it's it's just like man. I, but see, even somebody like Kevin Durant, I feel like he had a point where he don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. He, I don't think he's trying to chase Jordan. I don't think he's trying to catch up to LeBron. I just feel like he don't give a damn now. He just 
he's just trying to play ball and make his money. I don't I don't think he I has think it does. I think he wants a championship without Golden State, man. Like I, I feel like I mean he I, I if I were him, I would feel like I would need that just to get people to shut the fuck up about it. Maybe he don't care. I don't know. But yeah. I have to imagine, like, at some point, it's like, how are you going to remember Kevin he, Durant? He, but a see, guy who ran from the grind and went to the most biggest, best team yeah. he could and won yeah. there. But, see, I felt like it would have been the perfect chance for him when once they traded Kyrie. Like, maybe he had some type of beef with the ownership or something where he wanted to get out. But to me, like, that Brooklyn Nets team is still all right. They fourth in the, <laughs> in yeah. the East. So I felt like he could have, you know, stuck it out there to see what would happen in the East. Yeah. but I think they both had some bigger issues with the franchise. You know, Kevin Durant did demand a trade at the beginning of the season. Yeah. He just didn't get traded. So. Yeah. I I just think he don't care at this point, man. I think I think he know what his legacy is. Um, I don't think winning the I, – I, I, me personally, I don't think winning a championship by uh, j- like where he's at now. I don't think that's going to change anything. I don't think people are going to be like, see, he can do it on his own. I think playing in because the Suns are still kind of a loaded team. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe he could carry that team, but that ain't no <laughs> that ain't no slouch type of team, man. He, he yeah. they still got a good team. And, they are fifth currently in the West, below the yeah. Mavericks. Yeah, now they, their star lineup is DeAndre Ayton. They got Kevin Durant. They got uh, Devin Booker, Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah. So Not one, not two, <laughs> not three, not four, not five, not yeah. six, not seven. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I, I think personally he probably don't care at this point. Um, he going to get the heat no matter what. So, um, but, yeah, man, I, I was happy for LeBron, man. I, uh, this is cool that we got – we got a chance to live through this and see it. You might not like the, you might not like LeBron as a person. Mm-hmm. You might think he was bad for the league, which I think he did kind of fuck up the league a little bit with this super team shit. But man, I, I, I just don't understand how people frowning upon him doing this. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Um, it's a great accomplishment. And he should be celebrated, but people gonna hate it regardless, yeah, man. People he, gonna hate regardless. He, he, need so. to, he need to try to break uh, Will Chamberlain's one hundred <laughs> point game. Now, next. Look, man, with the way <laughs> scoring is now, I kind of low key feel like somebody could do it. Yes, I, but I think honestly, so too. the only person I could see doing it is Steph Curry if he got super hot and just couldn't miss from three at all. Yeah. LeBron, I don't know if he has a stamina at this point in his career to go for a hundred. Yeah, like a hundred is a lot of points, man. Yeah, you you got to hit most of that from three to conserve your energy. I think Steph could do it if he just got hot and couldn't miss. But yeah. I think he's the only one in the league right now who could do it, and it'll probably take overtime too. But yeah, it would be tough because shit, uh, Donovan Mitchell got seventy one. Yes, and that was a little tough. That was with overtime too. Mm-hmm. And um, it would yeah I don't. I I I don't think it could happen, man. It got he, man. Steph got to be scoring fifty points by halftime. Yeah, for him to be close to something like that. Yeah, 
it, would, it would take a lot. It, like all the dominoes would have to fall in place for that to happen, man. Yeah. Like he would have to f- be feeling really good. Yeah. Uh, the team would probably have to be behind enough for to keep him in the game the whole time. Yeah. And he would just have to just not just black out on the court I, and just not be able to miss. I, I think the goal, I think somebody should um I think the the ceiling should be Kobe, 81 points. Mm-hmm. I think if you could get the 81 points, get more than that, I think that's that's it. I think that's yeah. I think that's doable. I think somebody could get the 81. Yeah. I mean, if Don Mitchell can get 70, somebody can get 10 more points than that. But yeah, we'll yeah. see, man. I think that's hey, very possible. What up, Tab? Good evening, man. How you doing, dog? Tab says or asks, how much longer do y'all think LeBron is going to play? Two more years, three. He says he wants to play until his son makes it in the league because his, like, his final goal is to play alongside his son. His son is, what, like 18 now? He's yeah. gonna go to college or whatever. Yeah, I think I think this is his year where he kind of pick where he want to go. I could see LeBron playing three more years. I think LeBron will play until like a catastrophic injury, man. At this point, <laughs> kind of the same way Kobe went out. You yeah. know, I think it'll take a catastrophic injury for him to finally bow out. Uh, I don't think he's just gonna be healthy and say I'm done at this point. But um, who knows? I do know he wants to play with his son, so he's at least going to drag it out until that happens. But um, we'll see how it goes, yeah. man. I, if he was smart, he would bow out once he can. Like, Yeah, I wouldn't wait but nobody ever end. does that, man. I know. Especially, I mean, like, look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady had to be dragged off. Like, he had to be washed <laughs> off the damn field by the Cowboys, yeah. man. And even, he had to go down the and even And even when Jordan first, uh, well, I guess the second retirement, the last retirement, mm-hmm. um, he he had to come back for the Wizards. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, you could have went out on top like that. Mm-hmm. Had to go back to the Wizards, uh, play for the Wizards. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't, I don't know, but I could see him playing until 40, 41, 42. Mm-hmm. After that, I could see him wrapping it up, man. But, yeah. We we at least got three, four more years. I would I would say at least two, three more years of Braun. At yeah. least. It's it's crazy um, how this dude got thirty six points in three quarters, man. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. He like I'm I'm about to get this. Watch this. Yeah, and then he got hurt, <laughs> and then he missed this game. That was yeah. like, I don't know if it was rest or what, but I guess he was exhausted. Yeah. But um, yeah, he was uh he missed this game on Thursday or Friday. I think it was Thursday. So, yeah. Oh, that that should take a toll on you when you hit 30-plus, man, when you hit your late 30s. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of all the trade deadline craziness, there's been a lot, man. We had a live reaction to Kyrie um, being traded to the Mavericks. We also mentioned KD going to the Suns. We also had uh, Russell Westbrook has finally been released from the Lakers. Well, he got traded to Utah. Yeah, he got traded to Utah, um, which I would assume he's not going to play there. He's probably going to get bought out or waived or whatever. Yeah. Because so, he has a you know beef with that whole city and all that. But, yeah, uh, Lakers got back D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. who was with them during the Kobe years and shit, and famously was traded after he snitched on J.R. Smith. No, it was Nick Young. Oh, it was Nick Young. That's right. Mary's talking to Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Iggy Nick Young was dating Iggy Azalea. 
and he was recording uh, Nick Young talking about some other bitches he was fucking or whatever. <laughs> and he put it online and, yeah, blew that whole thing up. It made the locker room look at him crazy and he had to go. <laughs> so D'Angelo Russell is back to the team that drafted him. I think it drafted him. Yeah. So, yeah, good for him. Um, we'll see if I would assume any move that got rid of Westbrook would improve the team. So yeah. <laughs> the Lakers have been playing better. Um, they have been improving. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it goes for them. But yeah, apparently it was a little beef going on in the locker room with Westbrook too. Yeah, they called him a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his his baby mama or wife got upset about that. Yeah. Now I gotta explain to my child that their father is not an actual vampire. <laughs> Like, what are they like three they years complain. old? They like, complain. what the fuck? Man, they complain all the damn time. Right. Man. Dog, this this fucking how can you talk about this family man like that? How yeah. like nigga, if he's trash at bat, if he's playing like trash, yes. like are we not supposed to say anything? <laughs> I'm not saying you gotta call him ugly or some low blow bullshit, but they were complaining you can't about his play. They were complaining about calling him Westbrick. Yeah, I mean that's a funny name. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was talking about how oh, that's my family name and you know blah blah. It's so offensive. Blah, blah. Like man, come on man. Like you gotta blot that shit out, man. Yeah, that's crazy. The funniest thing is Westbrook be acting like he's gonna do something about it. <laughs> Say play with my name one more time. Watch what I do. Like if he goes on undisputed, Skip Bayless gonna call him Westbrook to his face. And yeah. what's he really gonna do? He's gonna reach across the table and do a uh, Jim Rome and yeah. uh, <laughs> uh was it Jim Everett? <laughs> yeah, Jim <laughs> call him Chris Everett. <laughs> call me Chris one more time. I'm gonna reach across this table. All okay, right. Chris. <laughs> side so note, Westbrook, side note, you know Jim Everett follow me on Twitter. Really? Yeah. You say, what's up, Chris? <laughs> he actually be he actually be interacting with my tweets and shit. That's, oh, that's shit. the funny part. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll tell him to hop on the podcast one day or something. But, oh, hell yeah, man. We gotta yeah. talk. I'm sure he's tired of being asked about that shit. So I don't want to be like the yeah. one millionth person to ask him about that fight, but I just thought it was hilarious, yeah, man. Yeah, you I think he followed me because um I forgot what I think I made a joke about that. I made a joke about I forgot I think it was some type of interview going on or something like that mm-hmm. and I made I made a joke about that like I think I might have posted a video or something but he actually followed me back I'm like damn that's <laughs> or he actually followed me and I followed oh, him shit. back so I'm, dope, like, man. I'm like damn shout out to Jim Everett man shout yeah, out to Jim man. Everett he gave Jim <laughs> Run what he deserved but uh so yeah i mean westbrook is the type of person who when a fan heckles him he fucking tattletales on the ref to get, escort that fan out yeah so i mean he's come on man you ain't about that action <laughs> tab says they get paid so much money that's part of the job dealing with the bs i agree to an extent i don't think anybody should be disrespectful like to an extent where you're you know going overboard saying some shit yeah. about your family yeah. or, you know, like going doing some shit that's below the belt. But if you say, hey, Westbrook, you're playing like ass tonight, I don't yeah. think that's an unfair thing to say. Or, or calling them Westbrick. Yeah, or Westbrick is just a funny name, man. Yeah. 
but uh, whatever. He's he's very like, sensitive. Person. Like, are fans supposed to sit on their hands and not say anything? Be quiet while you while you on the court. <laughs> I mean, that's what people were doing for a while until he went to see. That's a, the funniest thing about Westbrook. I feel like his re- reputation around the league would be much better if he didn't come to L.A. Yeah. Because he really hasn't changed as a player. Now his shooting has gotten horrible. Yeah. But he he's always played like this boneheaded type of basketball, man. Just balls to the wall, a hundred percent athletic, not making the best, smartest plays he could, but he has a lot of energy and he can jump he out play, the gym. He play hard. Yeah, he plays hard. If you put him on a team with like you know, middle tier NBA players, he can get them to the play in. Yeah. But if he, he can't play with the LeBron, he can't play with the Anthony Davis. He doesn't know how to feed them. He is not a play around them. So if he never went to LA, he would have never had that spotlight on him, man. Yeah. The worst thing that happened in his career was going to LA. But <laughs> yeah. oh well. Yeah. Other moves. Uh Pat Beverly went to the Magic. Mike Conley went to the T-Wolves. I didn't know Mike Conley was still in the league, man. John Wall <laughs> went to the Rockets again. Which was hilarious because he yes. just called the team trash. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, they did announce that they're going to waive him. Yeah. So he's not going to play. I think Pat Beverly going to get waived, too. So yeah. A whole bunch but of it is hilarious yeah. <laughs> that John Wall ended up on the team he shitted on. <laughs> Eric Gordon has finally been freed. Mm-hmm. He's free, free as a bird. Free going to his backwards. <laughs> yeah. well, whatever they say. <laughs> yes. Uh, Eric Gordon has gone to the Clippers. Mikael Bridges went to the Nets. James Wiseman went to the Pistons. Gary Payton the second went to the Warriors again. They should have never let him go. Yeah. And Mo Bamba went to the Lakers. So, hey, Mo Bamba, who was just in the fight with the yeah. Austin Rivers. Yeah, we saying his name more than anything. Right, <laughs> right. Sheck West got a strike while it's hot. Mo Bamba two time, I, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now people actually know him for basketball and not just the song. So you got to strike and make another song, man. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, crazy check deadline, man. Um. We'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, nothing happened with the Rockets, of course. Really, besides them sending away players. So. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how things go, man. Do you think uh oh yeah, we never talked about uh uh Coach Silas's Steve Silas's uh breakdown <laughs> after that game. <laughs> he like banged uh, you want uh, you want to look that up? Yeah. He like banged his head on the uh, his hand on the table. <laughs> he acted very upset with the Rockets loss. That wasn't much unlike any of their losses. Yeah. But for some reason this was like his breaking point. He was upset with the lack of defensive effort, which has never been there. So <laughs> it's like, I guess he finally had enough and he got very emotional at the post-game presser. And he was uh yeah, he kind of went off for him at least. You know, he raised his voice a little bit, used his outdoor voice, not just his indoor voice. And uh yeah, it was uh it was very funny. Did you think it, he was putting on a little bit of the act? When I you think saw this. I think so, man. I think so because, look, I'm not mad at him for like you don't have to sit there and be aggressive and all this other stuff because a lot of people feel like he, you know, he just too soft 
Mm-hmm. You ain't got to sit there and, and go full-blown, you know. I, I'm trying to think of somebody who get, get pissed off. You ain't got to go full-blown pissed off at, you know, talking about the loss or nothing. Mm-hmm. But uh, my thing is with him is... Like Rex Ryan, I guess, or somebody. Maybe. Yeah, you ain't got to, like, uh, throw some shit. You ain't got to go Danny mm-hmm. Green. Uh, Danny Dennis Ryan's Gr- a good example. You ain't got to go Dennis Green. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... um. My thing is the the people that's not really giving the effort, he's keeping them on the floor. <laughs> he's not doing anything. If Jalen Green ain't playing defense, sit his ass to the side and sit him for the whole the rest of the game or some shit. Send a message like that if they ain't playing right. If you ain't gonna play defense, you not playing. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. But for the simple fact, he let people like Kevin Porter Jr. play no matter what. He uh, last year, or I think last year, two years ago, Chris uh, uh, Christian Wood left a game, and you know nothing really happened after he he left in the middle of a game. <laughs> Him and Kevin Porter Jr. left in the middle of a game, and n- no consequences happened. So it's just little shit like that, man. But. Yeah, this is him here trying to raise his voice a little bit. They're not giving the effort on the defensive end. They're not getting after it like they're supposed to. They're not getting into their man and fighting over and helping each other. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. Thank you. Now, people commented and said it sounded like he was reading a script. Is that NBA script? Not, it says bang fist on, on desk. We're not giving the effort. Yeah, like, man. Yeah, not giving the, the effort. <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing what they're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, man. He, he should have um, went full-blown Paul Silas, man. Yeah, he should have. Yeah. he should have did what his dad did. Let me pull that up real quick. This is one of my favorite <laughs> favorite rants <That's> ever. Internal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he uh, he got that gene. I'm man. not gonna discuss that. That's internal. Listen, I said I'm not gonna talk about it. All right, don't ask me nothing about Eric Snow. Nothing, nothing. I don't want to <laughs> hear his name. Okay, I said I'm not gonna talk about it. Listen, I said I'm not going to talk about it. You're not going to make me talk about it. I don't have to make, talk about it if I don't want to. Ask me other, any other question, okay? <laughs> but don't mention his name to me. You said Eric Snow. I said I'm not going to talk about it. Jesus, am I speaking Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> um, Nowadays, we have to apologize for that yeah. comment. You'll get fined $40,000. He's like, don't mention his name to me. Don't mention his name to me. <laughs> I said I was going to talk about I him. I said don't I ain't going to talk about it. <laughs> it's funny. He started off like, oh, I'm not going to talk about it. That's internal. Yeah. <laughs> I said I'm not going to talk about it. You guys not going to make me talk about it. Nothing, nothing. No, no. <laughs> don't mention his name to me. Don't mention his name to me. <laughs> I'm like, damn, he just... Does this sound Chinese? Ching chong, yin yong? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Uh, I, I no, remember Paul watching. Silas, Paul, Stephen Silas is Paul Silas's son. Paul Silas died recently, Tab. So, yeah, yeah RIP to him. But yeah, the, his son is the uh, Rockets head coach. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that Paul uh, Silas shit live <laughs> back. <laughs> I was, I remember it was on TNT. Mm-hmm. And we sitting there watching it, and, um, <laughs> and we sent, we knew about the blow up with Eric Snow because he sent them to the locker room, and that was it. And then that was the little post game little shit, <laughs> and I was just like, "Damn, that shit was hilarious." I think I think it was, um, you know, how TNT do they was clowning it pretty much, but he was like, "Jesus, am I speaking Chinese?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Yeah, that shit was which too funny, which ain't I, I think I heard that it, it ain't even the right term. It's like Mandarin or something. Mandarin. Yeah. But I mean, there's there's like two main Chinese. Like there's no Chinese language. It's yeah. Mandarin and Cantonese. Yeah. Like the main language over there. But it's not there's no language called it's Chinese. Not Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's too advanced for some people to know. Yeah. <laughs> um other things that happened this week. Oh yeah, we got speaking of mob ties. Conspiracy corner time Uh-oh. because a famous conspiracy theory is starting to gain some legs, y'all. Miguel Martinez has Raphael Stone controlling everything. Yeah, everybody's making Raphael Stone to be like the new Jack Easterby. <laughs> now that Jack Easterby gone, like Raphael Stone is now the new Jack Easterby, where <laughs> all the de- bad decisions are his fault. Yeah. I mean, they might be. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I think what it is, we talked about it before. Um, like, I don't know if, look, man, like, this is the weird thing about his background. he been with the organization since, like, 2005. He's he been with the organization for a long time, but he started off as their lawyer, their attorney. Mm-hmm. So I don't even think he was into basketball or anything like that. I think it was just strictly the Rockets attorney. And I think he kind of worked his way up, which is fair. You know what I mean? He was... He was under um, old boy for a little bit, but um, yeah, man. I, I mean, I wouldn't go that far and say Jack used to be, but I don't know. Is he? Seen, you could tell he got his favorites. You could tell, like, like it's a shitty situation. No matter who the GM is, mm-hmm. so I mean, they ain't gonna turn it around next year and be contenders. But um, he, like, he did a lot of questionable stuff, man. Where you know, a lot of questionable moves where it's just like, man, like, like I understand uh, Steven Silas is the punching bag. He got to go regardless. But I, I, it's hard for me to sit there and say, oh, you know what? The whole problem with this thing is the coach. And, you know, it had nothing to do with the players. It's the coach. And I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to do, man. I mean... I don't know. The Rockets, the Rockets, Miguel says Rockets are a tough product to watch. Yeah, they're they're bad, man. It is Even rough. when it's close, it's like, you know, the defensive effort is just not going to be there to give them, like, they can't close out shit. That's the problem, man. And um, I don't know how they fix it. They need to kind of go back to the drawing board with everything. First off, hope they get a great draft pick is Victor Wimby they, or somebody else. Or Scoop or whatever his name was. Yeah. Scoop? But if they don't get one or two, man, I would fire the GM. 
Yeah. Like if y'all if y'all motherfuckers don't get the first or second overall pick, mm-hmm. y'all end up with, if y'all end up with three, number three, like y'all gotta go, man. Like we did all this damn losing for you to get number three. <laughs> yeah. Like, nah, like yeah. I, I mean, understand that, that- if I understand if if look, if they playing this bad and they end up with the number one, I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I can you know. I, I hated it, but screw it. We got the number one overall pick. Wait, we do all this bad plan and get yeah. number three and don't even get the 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 Kevin the uh the French looking Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pissed, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's getting to the point where this is detrimental to the young players. First, everybody wanted to rebuild with this young core which is the famous saying of like a shitty NBA team. We're rebuilding with the young core. This young core ain't panning out, man. Jalen Green ain't who we thought we he was, man. He, he's not the player we thought he was going to be Kobe 2.0. Nah, man, he just wants to, uh, I don't know, score a lot at some time, and that's I'm, it. I haven't seen the comparisons to him and Kobe in a long time. Remember the little I know, graphic? right? Well, that shit disappeared <laughs> quick, man. <laughs> <laughs> niggas was acting like he was really going to be Kobe 2.0, man. man. Niggas, niggas was comparing. They would have a picture of Kobe and Paul Gasol right <laughs> next to uh, Shagoon and Jalen Green. <laughs> like, Lord have mercy, man. Dog, that disrespectful. Fucking Kobe would be disgusted looking Co- at this player. Man, Co- like, it, they, they think he's me? Yes. Kobe, you know that famous picture where Kobe just sitting there like this? Yeah. He he's He's looking down from heaven right now. And everybody right, comparing, yeah. Uh, he had to, He's looking at uh, Jalen Green play like he did when uh, on that Jimmy Kimmel clip when they oh, showed. Yeah. Uh, it was like I think it was like Nick Young and other players on that shitty Lakers team. They yeah. won like their first game in like ten games, and they was like, and they were celebrating like they fucking won a playoff game or some shit. Yeah, and then he was like, Kobe, what do you think about that clip? And he was just dead face. He was like. <laughs> he, didn't, yeah. he didn't do anything, man. <laughs> um, Miguel, he's going off on these Rockets, man. He's had yeah. enough. He says, Steven Siles has been neutered. Bring Kellen Sampson in. The bad thing is the culture is so bad it ruins players. And who is Jalen Green com- compassion or Compar- comparison? Probably comparison. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. Right I now, don't know, man. Right now, um, I would probably say somebody like Ricky Davis, man. <laughs> Remember Ricky Shit, Davis? Man. Yeah. Ricky Davis was all right, but, man, you couldn't win with Ricky Davis, man. He would get mm-hmm. his points. He would get his shit. Remember in Utah, this motherfucker tried to get the triple-double, and he threw the ball off of the backboard. Of the yeah. <laughs> and then, the, uh, uh, and then the, uh, Utah Jazz player came over there and pretty much knocked him to the ground. Yeah. Trying to do that shit. It was like, it was like fucking 10 seconds left in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, yeah, man, like Jalen Green, he kind of giving me those Ricky Davis vibes a little bit, man. Whereas like you could you could kind of go you could you could be respectful and you know you could score you could average twenty, and you know eventually go off for a lot. You eventually go off for thirty or forty. But mm-hmm. what is the team really doing with you, man? <laughs> That's right now, though. I think he can still be good, man. I still think he got the potential. But right now, it just seems like they not really motivated. They 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 kind of being a little lazy. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It's not looking good. They need 
like it, this, and people need to realize this too. It's not like football where you got a quarterback that's you know got the talent, but the offense suck, mm-hmm. and you get somebody that can you know put the right offense in there, and they looking good. Basketball players once they develop this this same mindset and this habit, man, they is toast because yeah. because somebody like that could be out the league. They could be on the bench, and eventually be out the league, man. So you got to start that shit early. Yeah, that's, that's the, what that's uh, the only thing I'm worried. John Wall about. was allegedly trying to tell him, man. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm worried about, man, because we feel like we feel like, oh, it's the coach fault. Let's get a new coach and we can, you know, change that. But sometimes that shit ain't gonna work, man. And you know, let's say he, let's say the way he been playing this year, he play like this every year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could just keep him and build around him like that, man. I just don't know. And, you know, I was saying Ricky Davis, you know, kind of being funny, but damn, maybe, you know, he, he could possibly be like a Gerald Green or something. I, I don't know if that's worse Brandon or Brandon Jennings, man, I don't know. Yeah. Brandon Jennings was hot because he went for 50 one night, and then he was, never did shit after that, really, man. Yeah, so, I mean, I hope he, I hope he not like that because I could see the talent, but, man, it, yeah, he got a bad habit right now. Said Kevin Martin. Uh, Miguel said, "Damn, I was thinking Vince Carter or Tracy McGrady. Stop with the disrespect, man. Th- those were all stars. They went to the playoffs. Okay, them dudes were all stars and legends, dog. Jalen Green is not there yet, not even close." Miguel says, "Also, the PA announcer kind of whack and corny. What's y'all's thoughts? Look, I went to a game fairly recently. I thought he was fine. Like, look, what was the PA a- announcer doing?" Yeah, did he did he do anything in particular? I guess he just means in general because okay. it's like this dude, this black dude who's like, I don't know. Is look, games are supposed to be like a family friendly event. Is he, and is he talking about? Be, is he talking about hard body chaotic? He, is I think Chiotti? I think he's like is the, that I think he's like the MC that be on the floor and be you know that is yeah that is I didn't even yeah. realize that was him yeah that is him yeah. shit uh. I, He's a red. Wait, he's a redhead. Who? Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking that. about, man. Okay, he I must know be Kiyadi was one. He must be the per uh, the, somebody that be reading the names off or announcing the star lineup and all that. Maybe you talk about that person. I don't know, but, yeah. but look, games are like sensory overload. Period, man. Like honestly, I was talking to one of my friends. It's like going to a game is just if you get migraines easily, don't go. like fucking it's too fucking loud there's lights just spamming your ass all the time um it's too much going on people dancing for no reason (laughs) mascots all in your face and shit there's a too much going on in nba games man no have you ever been to a brunch at like a club or some type of bar and grill like Um, a black brunch not probably the type you're talking about. <laughs> Man, I went to a spot. I forgot. Uh, I forgot what the spot was called. But I went to the spot. Man, I'm thinking. Look, I'm dressed thinking I'm about to eat brunch, like just eggs, bacon, maybe some chicken or something like that. Man, this spot was man. Music was thumping. They was playing trap music, so the bass was booming. The DJ like, yeah, let's go, let's go. 
You already know. <laughs> man, I looked over. It was girls in the section twerking on the couch. I said, hey, hey, hey. Man, me and my wife were sitting there trying to eat some eggs and bacon and shit. <laughs> I was just like, man, this music is too fucking loud. I was right by the speaker. I'm like, man, this was a bad idea, man. We should have went to fucking Denny's or some shit. <laughs> yeah, man. The older I get, like, that club environment type shit is just not for me, dog. I guess one thing, being at, like, a concert or something, but... Nah, man, all them flashing lights, loud-ass music where you came to talk to somebody and hear them, and fucking, yeah, the, the lights kill me at the fucking games, man. There's too much going on, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, kids dancing, and then they had old people dancing at one point. And yeah. Like, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Then they yeah. got to run off the court during the timeout before, <laughs> before the game starts. <laughs> so, Tap asked, where was that you're talking about, man? Man, uh, oh, it was a place called, um, I think it's called Nomad, Nomad, N-O-M-A-D. Uh, I want to say it's off of Richmond or Westheimer. I forgot, but um, yeah, man, we looked at the menu. We're like, oh, okay, this food look good. I think we looked at the Instagram or something. They had mm-hmm. some nice little chicken and waffles and all that stuff. So I'm like, okay. Went in there, man. I'm And I'm like, this is a place you probably should have been dressed up fly. Like one of them places where let me wear my designer shit. Look like I got some money or some shit. I was walking in there in some flip-flops, some jogging pants, thinking I'm about to get breakfast. And that was a whole damn barn grill type of club. I'm like, what the f-? <laughs> Man, it was girls in there. Was, I guess it's one of their birthdays. So they was out there kicking it. Oh, no. And, um, and I feel like you get bad service when you go to a place like that and not really going out because I felt like the waitress already looked at us like, y'all ain't about to buy no bottles. Y'all ain't about to buy no mimosas. Y'all like y'all niggas in here just getting water (laughs) to drink to uh, to drink and food. So we seen that waitress like twice. I'm just like, man, this was a bad idea. (laughs) Yeah, man. That sounds like too much going on, dog, especially on a fucking brunch. Yeah, this like was you just leave there and just have a regular day afterwards. Yeah. Like I'm drunk and sleepy now. Right? <laughs> yeah, but this was on a Saturday, I want to say, too. So Yeah, that's too much going on, man. That's too, yeah. too much. Side going note, on. I know we getting way we way off. But um side note, I went to another place one time and it this was like two o'clock in the afternoon. And these motherfuckers were still on our brunch menu. It was like a Damn. limited brunch menu. I'm like, man. So it was like the only thing you could probably guess what was on the damn menu. You had the lamb chops, you had chicken and waffles, you had shrimp and grits, and all that shit was like thirty dollars plus. I'm like, man, like I'm not trying to eat like, like I'm not. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not trying to eat no damn breakfast. And then this place had the nerd to tell us that uh, I want to say like thirty minutes. We had like thirty minutes to eat because. Um, it was a private party that booked the whole place. So I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, man, this shit is wild. I'm like, they, they why are they trying to force brunch on us? Brunch has gotten out of control, man. I thought it was just like a social media meme until like I realized every place is like a brunch spot now and yes. serves brunch. 
That's just yes. no, no, man. They trying to force brunch on us, man. Yeah. Yeah, brunch with Jay-Z is not a meme no more, man. It's actually <laughs> some shit people want to do. Miguel said, think you got that 610 money. Man, no, yeah, I man. don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I wish. Yeah, 16, 610 money got me uh, a new toothbrush, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it ain't get a whole lot. But, uh, um, oh, yeah, we, we got off topic, man. We <laughs> we teased this and then started talking about the Rockets for like 30 minutes. But we got to go back to Conspiracy Corner, man. This is time to break down um, another one of the bigger stories this week. Miguel says lose out there by John Lopez. Nah, man, John Lopez in the fucking gated community. I'm sure. Yeah, nah, he, um, ju- he just moved downtown. <laughs> <laughs> um, now our fellow mob ties brother is in a bit of a pickle, Biggie. I don't know. We gotta we gotta make sure uh, Jay Prince don't send the word. We might have to go save him because uh, uh, Drake has been ordered to sit for deposition in XXX Tentacion's murder trial. Now. Um, the people who were alleged to have killed XXXTentacion are on trial. I don't. I didn't know why this took so long to start. He died like what four years ago? Yeah, it was a long time. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, five. Like it's, it's been a minute, man. And uh, they're just now getting the trial underway. Um, and yeah, apparently, uh, Drake has been in, involved. They're asking him to either appear. The George, the judge ordered him to either appear in court or step for a deposition. De- deposition. So, yeah, I was looking to see like if the defense was actually saying like their client had an affiliation with Drake, and I couldn't find that. So I'm not exactly sure why he's being summoned, what the defense attorney said of one of these men, but this has been a long conspiracy theory said by fans. You know, of course, Drake and XXX had this beef going on a while back. It really started when XX first started blowing up. Yeah. He went famous. He went viral for the look at me song. And then, uh, Drake had a, um, a song on his playlist album. I think it was called so much life or some shit like that or something like that. And a more life, I forget what it's called, but he had a song that clearly was in the cadence of XXX, Look at Me. Mm. And if you hear him side by side, you're like, okay, he, he jacked the flow. And X was mad about it. He went on a rant. He he went, he said a lot of crazy stuff about Drake. He said he's going to fuck his mama and all this stuff. He really went uh, below the belt. He was very upset when he found out Drake uh, took his song and Drake never really publicly responded to it. I think he had a interview with Apple and he did, he mentioned that, you know, he knew who X was, but he denied stealing the flow or anything. And he just like kind of blew it off. But yeah, X kind of continued to go at Drake for a while. He kept dissing him. He kept making posts. He also said uh, in a tweet, he said, if I'm ever killed, Drake did it. <laughs> Just know that. And then he later deleted it and said he he was hacked. But um, so yeah, that all that happened. And then of course XXX was killed. And then on the Scorpion album, 
there were some lines that people thought were subliminal messages towards Exodus death. And especially the track Mob Ties, where Drake is basically rapping about putting a hit on somebody because it was talking shit. Yeah. And I think he had a line about, I know niggas that'll do it for a Louis bag. And I think XSX had a Louis bag on him with a bunch of money, $50,000 in cash he was going to buy a motorcycle with, and he he got robbed for it. Yeah. So the conspiracy theories are churning, man. Drake is being ordered to appear in court for this shit now. Um, Drake, I mean, Drake. Figgy, what are your thoughts? Do you think Drake might have had something to do with the death of XXX Tentacion? I I don't think so, man. I'm going to be fair. I don't think he did, but man, it, look, man, this is a good conspiracy, man, because I, I was shocked this shit was still going on, man. I mm-hmm. thought this was a case closed and all that shit, man. This, I was... I was honestly shocked that it got this far because I see, I seen some of the um I think it was the lawyer or somebody saying um uh, they was naming all these rappers that or uh media people that that um could be responsible for the uh, I I guess it was more of uh, um who got who had beef with XXX and they kind of put them all on a paper pretty much saying these could be some guys we talked to or got an interview or something over the 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 killing. I think one of them was Joe Budden because I guess mm. he had some type of uh, beef with him at one point. But um, the Drake thing is kind of dragging out now, man, where I'm like, holy shit, this might be something. If, uh, you know, it's getting this serious. But um, at first I thought it might have been like the lawyer or the prosecutor or something just trying to grasp it from straws or something like that. But this might seem like it's a real thing. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I to me, I don't think I don't think it was that I I just don't think it was that big of a beef for Drake to put a hit out on somebody like that. Me personally. I don't think if anything, I would have figured he would have did that to push a T or some shit. But um I just I felt like I ain't think Drake was that serious about that little beef right there or if it was a beef and uh so that's the only reason i'm kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt because he seemed like a smarter guy than that but man this is i don't i don't want to call it bad luck to him or what but this shit dragging out longer than i thought man i didn't think drake was gonna be this deep into it man because i i saw the little articles and stories before and, you know, I didn't even want to bring it up on the podcast at the time because I thought it was kind of bullshit. But now I'm, I feel like we're going to have to keep an eye on this a little bit, see what happened. Yeah, I mean, like, number one, I don't think Drake would literally tell somebody to go kill somebody. You know, think about how smart he's been in his career moves and how yeah. focused he is, like, there's no way he would actually put a hit out on somebody himself and have his name attached to anything like that. Over that? Yeah. Like, that wasn't that big of a deal, man. So Exactly. Um, But that being said, like, this is kind of what he gets for this fucking mob boss persona he's been putting on, man. Like, when some real shit happens and... 
you know, you've been talking crazy in your music. I mean, this is kind of what people are going to, these are the conclusions people draw. And maybe he wanted that conclusion to be drawn. Maybe he kind of wanted the clout of people believing that he might have something to do with it. But come on, man. Like, it's, there, there's no way, there's no, there, there is no evidence. I looked up and apparently it's just the defense attorney floating the idea yeah. that it could happen. But there's no proof. I don't think the client even gave any kind of statement that Drake was involved at all. I mean, he was the XSX was walking around with fifty thousand dollars in the bag. Yeah, he went to a bank, withdrew fifty thousand dollars, and then went to a motorcycle shop to buy a motorcycle. I mean, that's gonna make you a target anywhere, man. Yeah. Walking around in the bag when people know you were a rapper, people know you took out a bunch of money and got it in the bag, and he had no security around him. He had nobody. I think his uncle might have been around, but that's it, man. So. I mean, it would be one thing if he was like randomly killed and found in a ditch. But the fact is, it was a robbery attempt that went wrong yeah. because he was fighting back and he got shot because of it. So kind of open and shut, man. There's no conspiracy yeah. here, I don't think. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> Miguel says, I can't see certified lover doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Tab says Drake did not have anything to do with it. It is pure coincidence. Yeah, I agree, man. Like yeah. it's yeah, there's no way he has something to do with this bullshit. Yeah, and this the um uh, and this and it's crazy because I I really don't know what ha- I think the defense ter- uh, attorney is just trying to throw anything out there, but um this is the problem, and we ha- we gotta get in this whole discussion, but. This is the problem I had with like uh, lyrics and the you know using the lyrics in court. I don't know if they doing that, but that's the scary part about it, man. When if they was looking into his lyrics and trying to piece shit together, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> that shit that shit would be wild if he have to. Let's. I don't think it's gonna get that far, but how crazy would it be if Drake have to go to court and defend himself? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Over some over some shit that X said, and some lyrics that he he rapped about, and them trying to piece some bullshit together that ain't even connected. That that would be crazy. But I think this to me this seemed like a hail mary, trying to get something going. I guess I don't know. Yeah, maybe the uh, the judge just wants some fame. He wants this to be a high, even more high-profile case. He's like, yeah, bring Drake. Tell him you got to come here or else. So, yeah, we'll see. They're going to make him drag his ass to Florida. So we'll see how it goes, man. But um, as Drake said before, his depositions never surfaced. So I'll, I'll be surprised if this one does too, but who knows. Um, And last but not least, there is a new top 100 rappers of all time list. Published by Billboard and Vibe Magazine. Of course, we are not going to read all 100 because who gives a shit? But we can do the top 20. How about that? All right. Uh, Well, DMX is 21. Just in case you wonder about him. He's (laughs) 21. 20, Big Daddy Kane. 19, Missy Elliott. 18, Ice Cube. He was mad about that. Yeah. 1750 cent 
16 Scarface, mm. 15 J. Cole. J. Cole better than Scarface. Damn. Get the fuck out of here. Scarface 14. should be top 10. <laughs> What's that? I said Scarface should be in everybody's top 10. He should be, man. He should yeah. be. This is disrespectful. But, you know, it's Billboard. Who cares? Four, 15 J. Cole. Jasmine somewhere happy. <laughs> 14 LL Cool J. 13 Rakim. 12 Andre 3000. 11 Kanye West. <laughs> Surprising that he, uh, maybe that knocked him out the top 10 yeah. is the uh, anti Semitic comments, but he's still in the top 20, top 15 even. Yeah. Number 10, Nicki Minaj. Okay. <laughs> Number nine, Snoop Dogg. Number eight, Drake. <laughs> Number seven, Lil Wayne. Number six, Notorious B.I.G. Number five, Eminem. Number four, Tupac. Number three, Nas. Number two, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> and number one, the one and only H O V A. Got his mojo back, baby. O behave. Jay Z is the number one rapper of all time, according to Billboard and Vibe magazine. Yeah. Figure, do you have a problem with these selections, and which ones do you think are controversial? Man, you damn right. They got a problem with this. First of all, I think the most asinine thing about this list right now is Kendrick Lamar number two. Yes. That's, that is crazy, man. Like, I, like look, man, I, I could easily have a problem with Nicki Minaj being number 10. Mm-hmm. I could have a problem having Drake in the top 10. Which, you know, that'd be me kind of nitpicking a little bit, being an old man on the porch. But damn, Kendrick Lamar, the second best rapper of all time? I don't even know. Look, man, and I like Kendrick Lamar. I don't know if he if he's even the top 20. I don't even know if I put him in the top 20 right now. I'm Look, I respect what he, what he, he did in his career and all that stuff. But man, oh, like, like let's let's look at the top twenty again, man. Is who is number twenty? Like, go go all the way. Uh, down. Big Daddy Kane was number twenty. Like, is he better than Kendrick? I will probably. I don't know. I I, I guess. I would say Kendrick. Yeah, I mean, Big Daddy Kane was in the early days of rap. Yeah, that's kind of unfair. A lot that's since then, yeah, so. that's like comparing. I guess Bob Cousy to <laughs> Kyrie Irving, I guess. I don't yeah. know. So I, I get Kendrick the edge on that one. Is Kendrick better than Missy Elliott? Um, I'm I feel like they two different type of yeah. artists too. Like rap, if you want to compare bars, of course Kendrick got it. But um I don't know, man. I will I, I would get an edge to Kendrick on that one. Okay. Is he better than Ice Cube? Me, that, me, me honestly, personally, I Ice would Cube say a little no. too low for me, man. Really? Ice Cube should be higher. I, yeah. This is one of those cases where, like, if Ice Cube died 10 years ago, he'd be in everybody's yeah. top 10. Yeah. But now I, he's alive, it kind of hurts him overall. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's better than Ice Cube. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him over Ice Cube. Is he better than 50 Cent? 
Uh, I would say so. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think because uh, lyrically, he's uh, isn't. You know, he's better than Fifty Cent, obviously. But I feel like Fifty Cent run wasn't like a long, crazy run. I feel like he had like a good two albums. Mm-hmm. It just went nuts with the numbers. But um, I think that was pretty much it, man. I think I, I felt like he w- ain't have like a Kendrick type of. Run. I think I feel like Kendrick had a a long, genuine, ten year run, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I I would yeah I would say Kendrick. Yeah, I don't think either of us is gonna put Kendrick above Scarface. Sorry, no. Scarface is better. Is Kendrick better than J Cole? Mm. Kind of came around at the same time. Yeah. Mm. Look, as much shit as I give I, J Cole, I have to admit, rap wise, as in like lyrically, J Cole is better. Mm. Now, if you could talk about who makes the more experimental albums, who's like pushing boundaries, and you, that's Kendrick. Kendrick's more artistic with his music, but J. Cole's a better rapper. I can admit that much. Yeah. Um, who else? Is he better than LL Cool J? I, to me, like I said, this kind of getting into that, you know, because L- L- school, yeah. But, but honestly, L- had L- a long I think, ass run. Yeah, man. I feel like people don't give him enough credit, man. I agree. I I, I wouldn't put Kendrick uh, over LL. I think a lot of people just kind of look at the the old old LL, where I mean, or I guess the more recent LL, the um, you know, the soft sing, the soft rapping LL. But this dude was a like he was kind of feared a little bit mm-hmm. back in his hard days, so um, he had a. I think he had a really good impact too on hip hop early on. He did. So, he had a long run, man. He was famous 86. from like the late eighties to like the early two thousands. Yeah. So. So um, I would get it. I would give um, LL the edge on that one. I would. Eh. I don't know. I think Kendrick rap has more substance in his raps than LL did, but LL just made music I like more. I don't yeah. know, man. Like the greatest hits of LL Cool J will sound better to me than the greatest hits of Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, and I like but, Kendrick. Yeah, but but, but you, I mean, yeah, we kind of getting into that, you know, Bakuzi or yeah, yeah. Because uh, technically, yes, Kendrick can, you know, probably outrap LL or something like that. But his impact from 86, his first album, and then he dude kept it going. He actually and he actually transitioned pretty good mm-hmm. in the uh, in the 90s where he kind of went to that hard, hardcore cussing type of rap. And I don't know. I don't know if Kendrick had that type of thing. Because yeah. Kendrick was more of a, I always looked at him as more of a backpacker type of rap. Like he wasn't a hard street nigga. He was more of a, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it, but I, I got to give the edge LL. Yeah, I'm probably the same. Miguel says UGK don't get no play, but then Tab says UGK would be in the best group category. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you put Bum B or, or Pimp C in best rapper individually, but best group, they're definitely there. Yeah, um, Kendrick doesn't have a song in the club song. Yeah, 
I mean, he don't have a. I mean, he don't have a hit as big as in the club. Yeah, but I won't say Fifty Cent better. Like that's getting the popularity, basically, man. Like Fifty Cent sold a lot of records, but I can't say he's a great rapper. You know, like he had he he's good for what he does. He has some good songs, but I can't put Miguel. Nobody said we don't like UGK. We love UGK over yeah. here. But um I'm saying as individual rappers, yeah, neither Bum B or Pimp C would be in like a top ten with Scarface or Nas or anybody like that, man. Let's be real. But they're great rappers and a great one of the greatest groups ever. Um TI man stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Miguel. I don't know how long you've been listening. Yeah, I don't know how long you've been listening to this podcast, but Ryan Rocket, (laughs) he might be the biggest T.I. hater ever, man. He do not like T.I. Now I got to look T.I. on the same list, man. (laughs) Yeah, he do not like T.I., man. Where is T.I.? I got to find him now. He got like an epic T.I. rant (laughs) he had a couple years ago. T.I. is number 32 on the top 100 rapper. He's he's above Buster Rhymes. That's crazy, (laughs) man. And he's above Lil' Kim. No, he's below Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim is 31. Lauren Hill is 30. Man. Yeah. Where is Tupac? is 28. Where is Tupac on the list? Tupac was number two, I believe. No, no, Kendrick number. He might have been number no, three yeah, or four. Tupac was number four. Okay, Nas number three, Kendrick two, J one. Now, I I I would put J one, but I I feel like that's very controversial. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wouldn't be mad people being mad at that because look, Tupac did make the list though. Miguel said Paul Wall. <laughs> Wait, let me look. Let me, let me find out Paul Wall is on this list, man. Let me look this full. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Paul Wall. <laughs> is he on there? Who's number 100? Who just barely made the list? Let me look. Yeah. I wonder who's not on the list. Have you thought about like somebody that could possibly be on the list but not on there? Um... 50 is Rick Ross, so it kind of ended there. I guess it's top. I thought it was top 100 for some reason. Billboard top 100. (laughs) You look it up. But uh, who who would be there who's not? Oh, it's only 50. I thought it was 100 for some reason. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I got to look at the whole list to see who's all on it. I think Ice-T was mad. He's on number 45. Jada Kiss number 46, you should be higher. Yeah. MC Life 47, Melly Mel 48. See, they did a lot of old school people. 50s, Rick Ross just barely made it in. Yeah. Just barely squeaked by. Um, Queen Latifah 40. Come on, man. Queen Latifah is 44. <laughs> hey, Bum B made it. Bum B oh, is shit. 43. Okay. okay. Bum B is 43. Where Chad oh. at? <laughs> is Chad on there somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> Let me look up Pimp C. I wonder if Pimp C's on here. By the way, uh, Redman was right ab- above Bun B. I Red, think that's Redman? too low for him. Man. Yeah. Pimp C. Okay, no, that's not. Yeah, Pimp C didn't make it. Bun that's... B did, though. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that's fair because Pimp C died. And maybe it's not a lot of shit out 
Uh, Does Bum B belong in the top fifty rappers of all time list, man? Is, let's I mean, let's be is he, real. Is he? I mean, let's say. I mean, let's say is he, is he? Did he deserve to be over there more than uh, Pimp C? Because I, I would, I, put, I, I, I want to understand that people like you know Pimp C was better, and you know Pimp C, Pimp C should be higher. But um, is that kind of accurate? I don't know. I'm just asking. I don't know. Look, Bun B was known as like the more lyrical rapper, I guess. Yeah. But I think Pimp C style has aged better. Mm-hmm. Bun B is really only known for one verse, that murder verse, which he fucking killed. It's one of the greatest verses ever in hip hop. But that's like really the only verse he went crazy on, and that's remembered. Pimp C got so many quotables. Take that monkey shit off. You embarrassing us. <laughs> the fucking smoking his his big pimping verse. Wheel like, working the wheel. <laughs> a pimp, not a simp. <laughs> yeah, got the dope things high than the good year blimp. See, Pimp C got so many quotables, man. Bumby don't really got a whole lot of quotables at all. Versus you really remember. So if I had to pick one member of UGK to be in the top 50 rappers, I'd put Pimp C. But yeah, Bun B made it. So good for him. At least somebody from Houston uh up in there made it. Red Man's too low at 42. Red Man's way too low. That's respectful. Yeah. E 40 at 41. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't want to. Dr. Dre at 40. Now can a person who don't write any of his raps be in the top 50 rappers if, of all time? Look, if Dr. Dre is in there, is Puff Daddy in top 50? <laughs> Good question. Let me look. Puff, Ludacris Puffy is 39, should, by yeah, the way. Puffy should be in there. <laughs> Gucci Mane, 38. Common. We did, we said we're not going to read the whole list, but we are now. <laughs> yeah. Common, 37. Most Def, 36. Too low. 35 Future. Okay. <laughs> 34, Chuck D, 33, Buster Rhymes, 32, T.I., 31, Lil' Kim, 30, Lauryn Hill, 29, Pusha T, 28, Black Thought, 27, Q-Tip, 26, Big Pun, 25, Method Man. Why is Method Man so much higher than Red Man? Yeah. Red Man's they a better them- rapper, man. Come on now. Yeah. Or they, they, should, they should at least be close. Yeah. Nah, Method Man is a little too high for me, man. Like, I like him. <laughs> I like his music. But, yeah, that's a little too high for Method Man if you're going to mm-hmm. put Red Man that low. Yeah. KRS-124, Curtis Blow. Tw- see, this is just, oh, we got to give it back to old head. Yeah, see, <laughs> see, and see, that's tough because it's like, man, you got this top five, you got this list. And then you throw you you got Kevin Durant on this list, and then yeah, you got you got, <laughs> you got Bob Larry Co- Bird. You, you know, you got Bob Cousy. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just like, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, fucking uh, 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 what's his name? Pistol Pete, yeah. right next to fucking <laughs> Steph Curry. Um, Curtis Boyd, twenty three, Ghostface, twenty two, DMX, twenty one, and we did. So yeah, Puff Daddy didn't make it, but Dr. Dre did. Yeah. Miguel said ASAP Rocky. <laughs> I don't see him be that's somebody I can see not in the top one hundred. ASAP Rocky really high on Funkmaster Flex's top rapper list of all time. I think it was like top ten or something or top remember, twenty at least. Yeah, remember he kept saying, um he was like, Yeah, um uh, remember he tried to compare Travis Scott to ASAP Rocky? Talking about this is what y'all think uh 
he's pretty much calling him a fake ass ASAP Rock. <laughs> I was just like, damn. Yeah, Funk Funk Flex was really yeah some riding weird type A-Snap. of yeah he got some weird type of beefs and issues, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you see that he finally uh, buried the hatchet with RZA and Wu Tang? Yeah, I after seen like that. thirty years. I didn't know it was a beef. I forget. I didn't even know. I forgot about it. But uh, apparently, for people who didn't know about it back in the day, um, Wu Tang, I think they talked about it in their documentary too. Um, they were upset because Hot 97 contacted them and said, basically, um, come do Summer Jam, but we're not going to pay you that much or at all. But if you don't do it, we're not going to play your music on our radio station. Mm. So they did it. But during their set, they were like, fuck. Hot 97 and Ghostface was going crazy with it. He was oh, like, yeah, on three, that. everybody say, fuck Hot 97 and everybody said it. And so after that, apparently, they stopped playing any Wu-Tang music. Yeah, I remember because station. that kind of fucked up, uh, that kind of held the career back a little bit. It yeah. kind of fucked them up a little bit. I remember that. I forgot about no, that. They're saying they lost a lot of money. They lost everything from that shit because that was the biggest hip-hop station in the country. Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, yeah that beef has been buried now. Yeah, I guess they're cool. Damn, I know he was like still had the beef with that. I thought that was over with, but shit, damn, that's crazy. Apparently not. Yeah, Funk Flex is like super bipolar though. I've realized that man. <laughs> One day he'll be mad about some shit that happened like in '92, <laughs> and he'll be, he'll be upset like it happened yesterday, yeah. and then the next day he'll be all super peaceful and happy and like. We got to end the beef and come together, guys. And then he'll be on some bullshit the next day. So I think it was just like bipolar or something, man. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that is the uh, Billboard and Vibe magazine top 50 rappers of all time. Look, yeah. as far as lists go, I don't think that was that bad. We've seen worse, but there are some I, offensive rankings in there I, for me. I did think they were, um, I think the. Outside of the top ten, I I felt like it was kind of okay. I ain't really have a problem with it. Yeah. So um, the one thing I do respect is some of the people they feel like. You know, I think what we do, what a lot of older people do, is look at people like Curtis Blow and be like, mm. "Oh no, he started it, so he should be there." Or KRS One, he need to be in the top ten, just off of uh, you know them being the first ones or early on. It's just like, man, it, you know, don't work like that, man. Like, it, like all due respect, you can do that with your list, but I kind of respect them putting like a rock him at like, I I, I forgot where rock him was at, but I want to say he was like, was he thirty or something? I forget. Yeah, like I I get it when if they do stuff like that, if they put, you know, rock him was thirteen. 13. That's right. See, yeah. I see I respect that. That's kind of like, all right, that's a little more realistic a little bit. Mm-hmm. The only the only the big issue I had with it was Kendrick being number 2. Was Eminem on his list at all? Yeah, he was number 3. Number he's number 5. 5, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but um yeah, that's the only thing I respect about. I, I the Kendrick number 2 just hurts me, man. Like yeah. he was the second yeah, that, best that rapper of all time. Beastie. Yeah. T- to me, I think no matter what, nobody said I think Biggie Tupac should be one or two, either or. Mm. I think Jay Z really have a. Ch- I think 
I think it's fair if somebody put Jay-Z number one. If people feel like Jay-Z number one, I wouldn't argue it. But I think one, two should be Tupac or Jay uh Tupac or Biggie. Like I felt like that should be the, you know, just right there at that point. And we just yeah. argue the rest. Ain't no point to keep arguing Tupac or Jay-Z or uh Biggie. Yeah. 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 I think sometimes they just do. I don't know if that was like a something that generate clicks and discussion oh, and debate. It is. <laughs> or they really believed it. Miguel said Machine Gun Kelly didn't make it after he destroyed him. Yeah, MGK's not on there. He might be on the top the Eminem killer. 50. He might be on the top 50 rock stars, man. I don't know. All right, did you see MGK at the Rock Nation brunch? I didn't. I you know look he was like Ellen DeGeneres now, man. Like, what is going on with this dude, dog? Every time know. I see him, he's like more feminine. <laughs> He gonna be at the and just looks crazy now, yeah. dog. He gonna be at the rodeo soon, man. Yeah, you gonna see him? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go see him. I'm gonna try to go see him. I'm gonna okay, try to get him okay. on the podcast. That'd be dope. So we, we gotta need to cut this part out. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so that is the Billboard Top 50 rapper list. So check it out if you want. They have explanations for, I guess, why they pick people, but whatever, if you care about that. Yeah. Um, anything else happened this week, man? I think that might about wrap it up. It's been a long podcast, but an exciting yeah. one full of action-packed goodness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go ahead and wrap it up, man. It's getting late, dog. Yeah. Um, shout out to everybody on the stream who watched us tonight. We also had a great interview with John Harris. Um, Texan sideline uh, reporter. Um, and yeah, we're going to put that up. It's all already on YouTube. Probably put the podcast yeah. up in an audio form later on. Yeah. But uh, uh, so I'm asked, so that so that episode uh, it's going to drop on YouTube uh, on Sunday. So okay. Sunday at noon. I said this at, on Sunday at noon. So Turn apparently, game, enough time. Yeah. So apparently, um, I uh we wasn't rolling on YouTube. Uh oh. <laughs> we was rolling on um uh, Twitter, Facebook. So if you on if you on our Facebook or Twitter, you can see or Twitch, I guess, you can see the interview, but uh it it, it will officially be on YouTube Sunday at noon. Yeah, make sure you check it out. He broke down a lot of stuff. We asked him the, the hard hitting questions. We asked him about yep. We uh, talked to his John Harris. Picks as well. Yep. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about the Texans already, Miguel. We got a long interview with um, with John Harris talking about his draft picks, talking about the past, talking about D'Amico Ryan's, Cliff Kingsbury rumors, how he reacted when he heard about the Deshaun Watson trade. A lot of stuff he ain't heard from him, man. So make sure you check yeah. it out. Appreciate you joining us, man. Appreciate you, Miguel. Appreciate yeah. you, Tab, as subscribe always. Subscribe to the Appreciate. podcast. Subscri uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss nothing. Yeah, subscribe to us, man. We be dropping at some random times on Friday, but we always be up here uh, just kicking it back. Appreciate y'all kicking it with us, man. We love y'all. Yeah. And we're probably <laughs> going to be again back again next week. Figgy, make your Super Bowl pick right now. Oh, yeah, shout out to Junk, to Junk as well and Terrell Carter and yeah. Ernesto. Appreciate y'all joining as well. Yeah. Uh, Figgy, Super Bowl pick, man. Who you got? Eagles. I'm going Eagles. Okay. Okay, me too. I ain't seen nobody pick the Chiefs yet. I guess online they do, but nobody around I, me. Now, outside the Chiefs fans. Yeah. 
Tab got the cheese, but he's biased. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all. And until next time, man. Peace.